to classified data. Welcome to the full force. The team Warrant Officer Flint is about to assemble is no ordinary group of people. They are drawn from the world's best military sources, experts in their chosen fields. Combined, they form the most able set of specialists ever assembled. Their name... Hello and welcome to The Full Force. I am Chris McLeod, aka Mike Irizarry80, and I'm joined as usual tonight by two men that can only be described as living legends. Eddie, I'm not saying that, Inman, and Dave, I bought and sold more vintage toys than everyone in this room, Tree. I just love private jokes. In this episode, we will be dishing out the news courtesy of Justin Bell at GeneralsJoes.com, discussing both versions of the Wolverine, complete with drivers in the figure review, and even looking at a cool build of the Mexican SAS driver Hunter with Boss Fight Studio in Boss Fight Builds, of course. Add to that the usual what we got in, shout-outs and knob jokes, and you have a fully formed Full Force episode. As always, you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Full Force. And if you'd like to contact the show, you can write to us via email on thefullforce at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with feedback, questions, or to ask, where have all the cowboys gone? You can view content regarding the show on www.thefullforce.com. So, fellas, how are we? Eddie, can I just say, before we start properly, I did see you write that ages ago, the sexual thing. And I just I, could I, not remember I, what I wrote beforehand. I didn't type that. Was that Dave? <laughs> what, what was it, Dave? What was it before? Uh, Mr. Palatoy. Ah, oh, <laughs> Mr. Palatoy. So that's so I can. There edit you go. That. Just edit. That's so I can edit that in back, back later on. Yeah, that's that was f- hilarious, by the way. And I was like, I, was, I I wanted to say it, but thought there are certain things you just cannot say, even when you even when you censor them. That I just wouldn't, we'd never get away with that. I would be destroyed. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think that, the, yeah, we'd be closed down by governments. <laughs> the same. <laughs> but anyway, how are you guys? You, you good? How are you, Eddie? Let's start with Eddie, the sexual. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm very well. I'm very well, Chris. Uh, uh, it's per normal. Uh, I'm, I'm down with, with the, the kids. kids. Yep. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm jiving. Jive turkey. Uh, I'm jive uh, turkey. Yeah, jive bunny. Uh, I'm all over it. Uh, I'm like a rash on many things. Uh, everything's like a, good. You like the world. jive yeah. rash, aren't you? Yeah, Eddie the jive, jive rash. rash in Rin. Yeah, in Rin. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, v- very much needed uh, uh, Tolkien powder as an ointment. <laughs> JR, uh, JR, yeah. Tolkien powder. Um, JR Hartley. How are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm groovy, thanks. Uh, very well. We've got Jivey and Groovy. It's like th- two of the dwarves. Yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 uh, I'm doing good. Doing you feel, good. Feeling better than last episode, I hope. Yeah, I, it's, it's funny. I was like listening back to to that. I've listened to it twice now, and um, it's kind of funny that at no point anybody is like saying, "Oh, what's the matter?" It's just like immediately assuming that like I'm just like crapping everywhere. 
<laughs> it oh, wasn't even Dave. close to that. You were vomiting but, a lot, uh, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, but uh, no, uh, that that was horrible that night. I I just felt completely drained of <clears throat> semen. Everything. Um, well, to to be fair, you, you put the enthusiasm back into the show. <laughs> <laughs> there were moments when it was just like, "You're right, Dave." <sighs> <laughs> oh sorry you yeah you've got to talk now dave <sighs> i felt so ill i felt so ill but uh no no i'm it doing didn't good come across Com- that way to be honest oh wow uh com- compared to the last time we spoke then um yeah yeah but but you're, you're now like a million miles away i'm in las vegas making this recording so yeah um i have hilariously guerrilla warfare to set up in my my friend's bedroom i'm on a ironing board i've taken a picture of it so i'm gonna i'm gonna post up on the show notes just to show people how hilarious and unprofessional i can be at times um i was supposed to buy a microphone stand and a pop shield while i was out here and i just haven't got around to it so i I will do but no it's been cool so far uh vegas is cold can you believe that it is cold here and it it was been raining a couple of times and it snowed in the morning and a couple of this is we're talking the desert here guys it freaking snowed not like crazy snow it was like just floating about like it was probably just someone smoking out of the out of, the, out of a window somewhere but it was weird and uh yeah it, i've never like known it day, like this before the day after tomorrow or something like that uh, it will be when the ed- when the edit's done um <laughs> no it'll be more like 6 weeks from now yes it's kind of a little bit like that but I don't know why it's so, like, freaking cold. Like, it's it was warmer in the UK when I left. So, wow. yeah, that's it's strange. But um, still really nice and sunny, but just cool. So that's me in Vegas. Cool. Currently looking for work and doing interviews and stuff like that. So it's uh, I'm, I'm hoping to move out here for those that aren't aware. And I'm here till April. So we're going to get a few episodes from Vegas. Wow. But so don't, worry, don't worry. What, what happens in Vegas will be, will be told on this podcast. Don't worry. There's no, <laughs> there's no stays in Vegas on this, uh, well, on this show. Or, or gave us. That's what I don't know. Lads well, all gave us. Lads gave up. us. <laughs> all I've picked up so far is that Chris runs in perfect squares. Yep, Tron, and, Tron Legacy, and went to Tron like a Aldo. gun show. Yeah, I went to a gun show. Oh, I met Dustin Hubbard um, again, who obviously we know from. Is this um, a fictional character? No, he. Uh, we met him at JoeCon. I think he might have. I think he was at the. Hang on, let me get this right. He was at the first one I did, Dave, which was. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. So yeah, him and um, his brothers were there and, and we met up with him and yeah, re- like really nice guy. And he, he just messaged me out of the blue to say, hey, I'm going to be at the gun show. Have you got your tickets? <laughs> Lol. Um, and in Vegas. And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely go for that. And he got me in because he works for the North American gun company, I think it's called. Um, I'll, have to, I'll, have, I'll, have to, I'll have to double check on that. Um, North American Arms, Grills. I think it is. But um, yeah, really cool. So he, he got me a, a, a kind of VIP pass and I managed to get in, no problem. Uh, look at all of the crazy stuff. I mean, this this was a convention, Dave, on no on a scale I've never seen before. Really? Biggest convention I've ever in my entire existence witnessed. We are talking four levels in a hotel, uh, sorry, convention center. And each level was just, you, you just get lost in the amount of stuff that was there it was huge you couldn't do it in one day in all honesty you could you could you could run round 
and probably you know see everything that way once but there's no way you could actually go and see all of the different things on on display it was insane i'll post again i'll post some pictures of some of the crazy stuff i saw including some ridiculous like vehicles that they had parked up in there i mean we're talking like hunting guns chicks with guns it was just mental mental well, to, to be fair I, I saw a picture of you holding a gun and it kind of it's kind of like um <laughs> seeing a little old lady on a motorcycle <laughs> you know what i mean it i'm just proficient did... with a weapon actually eddie i'll have you know that uh, picture you saw me with a gun was at um a, dr- a shooting range not a driving range that'd have been a bit harsh wouldn't it <laughs> go to a golf <laughs> driving a... range with a gun i think everyone would clear out although although it's, it's quite common practice where you are yeah it is and i'm very worried about that every day <laughs> You may need to cut that out because yeah. that's quite hot. Um, but yeah, no, it's amazing. Like the, um, the I went to this um, kind of drive dr- this gun range. I keep saying driving range with my friends and uh, <laughs> this guy Dave, who I spent the day with walking around the gun show with. He runs this facility where you can basically learn how to fire a weapon properly, and also he, he kind of runs kind of concealed licenses and stuff. So it was quite interesting. Uh, I got to shoot some rounds off. He was really impressed with my headshots. So I'll leave that with you. Is that how you had to pay for it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, it was great. Really a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I got to fire some guns. So that was that was neat. But, yeah, other than that, it's been it's been cool. So how how are you guys getting on in Blighty? How is it? What, 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 what am I missing? What's the gossip? Well, well, for me, for me uh, personally, I, 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 I've been spending lots of money on socks. Wow, I've got to hear about this. I've got yes, to hear about this yeah. sock gate. Well, Go for it. Well, I, I had a, a conversation and was shown a link to uh, a company called Stans. <laughs> and they sell Star Wars socks and they look great. And I thought, wow, I'm going to have a... a pack of these socks because it was a um, stormtrooper uh scout trooper and a, a hoth uh, trooper amazing and i thought wow it's amazing so i'd uh, straw on ebay 25 quid three pounds something postage they arrive <laughs> and i'm looking at this package and i think what the because there was three socks not pairs of socks three freaking socks in this in this package because they come as because you're meant to alternate them and you can wear them in whatever combination you want to wear oh my goodness but i can't st- i can't think of the idea i can't deal with the idea of having an odd sock because that just drives that my ocd i'll just i'll burst into flames that is hilarious so i had to buy another pack so uh, another pack of three obviously uh, to cheer me up a bit oh my so, god that cost me uh, to about 25 quid with postage. I, I spent £54.40 <laughs> on three pairs of socks. <laughs> balls. So this, so this adds to your like hilarious like music download yeah. on your phone story. Like You are just burning the money away, aren't you? Basically, basically to, to download 10 songs and, and buy, buy three pairs of socks has cost me about £140. <laughs> Wow, which is, over, which is over two hundred dollars if you if you're stateside. Just so you know. Oh my god! Um, yeah, my life my life just falls apart at every opportunity. That is the funniest uh, sock yeah. story I've heard since. Well, pack, I won't tell you about the other. Pack one. of threes. That is hilarious, mate. What? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? I I had a thousand yard stare for about <laughs> a long time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> still pissed off about that. Then you thought you'd play some music on your phone. Oh yeah. my god. I have, I can I, I, I'm putting that Radio 1 music in the background for this entire segment. Oh, oh that suck. is just genius. That is the funniest, Eddie. You are. You, you always. You always make me laugh with these with these money stories. Amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, Eddie's laughing. I'm laughing. Yeah. Welcome to my life. Welcome. Unbelievable. Welcome, abo- welcome aboard the good ship, Hembridge Cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave. Uh, anything weird been happening for you recently? <laughs> Well, I, th- I think you know what I'm getting at. A funny story happened to me on the way to uh, record this uh, this episode this evening. I uh, could hear as I approach. I'm, I'm uh, recording this episode currently from the shop, and as I'm approaching the shop, I can hear uh, some uh, domestic going on. A lady is screaming. A lady at someone, but I can't. You know, all I can do is hear and. Uh, She's going on about how they have been or accusing this person of taking some illegal substances and uh, that he promised her that uh, he wouldn't be doing anything like that again. And as I uh, come closer to the shop, it's actually taking place outside one of the pubs. And it was uh, a lady and the the person who she was shouting at and three other guys who weren't saying anything at all or doing anything. She then said she was going to go home and tell their daughter that her father was uh, under the influence of illegal substances. Wow. Goes across the road, jumps in the car, screeches off, hits the guy with the car. He rolls off the bonnet uh, onto the uh, the road. She then reverses back quite hard wow. and then hits, hits a lamppost on the other side of the road. And... Um, yeah, that, that was just the sheet on the way here this evening. So that, that was kind of a bit weird. Insane. Well, that's Fordy yeah. Bridge. So it is. It, it, it it's very bizarre. It's 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 very picturesque and quaint, and everybody you know says, "Oh, how lovely it is." And I'm not saying it's it's, it's like the roughest place in the planet. It's far from it. No, but the problem is lovely. Yeah, it's really The problem you have is the nearest police station is like six odd miles away. So the response time and the, there's never any police <laughs> And and most people are aware of that fact. So when and if if and when anything does kick off, it does get a little bit ugly. Whereas in other parts of the world, you know, the responses are, are, are a bit quicker. But um, that's great, man. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a little bit unnerving to say the least because I'm literally <clears throat> literally put put in the keys and the locks of the shop door, you know, to disable the alarm and everything like that. And I was, I, I just turned round as you would when you sort of hear like screeching and then a bump. <laughs> Wow. See this guy rolling off the wow. front of the car, and then she slams Magnum it in PI reverse. Style, yeah. And then just like, <laughs> yeah, and then just like reverse straight into a lamppost. Yeah, a bit weird. So yeah, amazing. How's well, running in squares? Uh, Tron Legacy is fun. Um, <laughs> I'm actually. Do you get another runner coming alongside you? Yeah, you to, like, and then I have to cut him not, out. Not, yeah, not, it's not his block. Well, Dave Shorter mentioned that. He said that um, I'd have died about four times if that was a real Tron board. So, uh, yeah. So, thanks, Dave. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not, I won't get into it, the details, but it's just everything's very uh, 
square and blocky uh, where where we are so there's no i can't really i can't freestyle a knob drawing on my map map my run which i'm tr- i'm trying desperately to do but um anyway on that bombshell let's get stuck into the news with justin bell and generals joe's <laughs> Starting off the news for this episode of The Full Force, Jokon exclusive box set Hint in Diamond Edition of the Comic. Every year, the G.I. Joe Collectors Club and Fun Publications releases a copy of their convention comic to Diamond Solicitations. And last time around, the G.I. Joe Collectors Club strongly indicated that they would provide a hint to the 2015 G.I. Joe convention set in their Diamond version of the convention comic. And sure enough, last year in the comic, an ad for the 2015 G.I. Joe convention did appear, complete with a Tiger Force or Tiger Pattern on the background. As we all know, last year's set had Tiger Force elements. Fast forward to this year, the Diamond solicitation of the JoeCon comic hit shops last week, and there is another G.I. Joe convention advertisement, but this time the background is different. That's right, it's the clear blue sky. Now, the J.I. Joe Collectors Club never stated this year's comic would contain a hint to the Joe-Con set, but if we're to go by previous years, they could be throwing us a bone here. Could it be seeing Sky Patrol in 2016? And if so, who would they be facing off against? The G.I. Joe newsletter has been featuring Action Force pretty heavily, but I'm not sure how Action Force dovetails with Sky Patrol, especially considering they're both good guys. Now, I think we all know there were some South American exclusive Sky Patrol figures that were, uh, were Cobra operatives, which would be kind of cool to see those included. Who knows, the whole thing could be a red herring, but it's certainly going to make for some interesting speculation. Hopefully we'll hear more details about 2016 G.I. Joe concept soon. Keep watching Generals Joe's and GIJoeClub.com for the latest info. So the JoeCon exclusive box set reveal of a, well, possible Sky Patrol. A hint in the magazine. Do you, I mean, do you think it's enough to go on, Dave? I mean, last time, obviously, it came true with the Tiger Force stuff. Do you think we're going to be seeing something like Sky Patrol with this little reveal? I think, yeah, that's probably, you know, I mean, it's, it's the strongest hint that we've had so far. And if you look at the last few years, they have traditionally always done uh, some form of hint. Yeah. So you had uh, like the the, the, the the tiger pattern before you had, did, did we get anything for the zombie initiative? I'm not so sure on that front. We did get hints of... Oh, actually, no. The first time I remember the zombie being mentioned was in the uh, brochure. Nocturnal Fire you definitely did because it was all like neon green, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and that was quite easy to sort of draw that conclusion. I don't remember what the zombie initiative one looked like. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what. It was was that kind of warning sign, wasn't it, with um, that design in the background from the box set? Ah, yes. So no one really Um, knew what what to expect, did they? Apart from maybe Eco, I think... I don't know if Eco Warriors even like came up as a as a an option that people were talking about, but you know, I, I yeah. can't remember. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Go. But yeah, there's there's normally like you know some some form of hint, and it it's kind of cool because it gets everybody talking. You know, it, it adds totally, to yeah. the 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 speculation and like the excitement. You know, if if it's just like straight out, boom, there it is. It does the job, but you know, there's part of this whole experience is like the guessing game of. You know what is going to be the theme? What are the characters in the box set? What yeah. are the additional souvenirs? You know what what sort of stuff could you be seeing? So um, I mean that's uh, something that um, since this dropped, I mean we, we've talked about, haven't we? We've we've kind of gone over what 
possible options you've got and obviously on on top of the regular sky patrol guys you you can bring in all sorts of different kind of air-based characters can't you so like battlecopters and the kind of gliders and the air commandos and those kind of guys and then even like you know stuff like the foreign release which they love to do the club they love to kind of bring in little foreign release um, elements to the exclusives don't they so my i mean my brain's been going in overdrive recently on, on like what we could see vehicles wise exclusives wise i mean off the top of my head i'm thinking if it's going to be sky patrol then we're probably going to get a sky shark we're probably going to get a sky hawk and then the other thing in my head was we're probably going to we might even and what might be a nice little kind of callback is the um sky havoc mark ii so where the, obviously there was a massive sky havoc for the sky patrol the the, mm. only, the only version they've done in modern times is that cross-country havoc and the there's a snowcat wasn't it yeah the snowcat you had the chimera and uh the havoc so you know I, I would probably imagine they would they could do a sky havoc mark ii and make it all silver i'm not sure if chroming's a thing anymore is it is that something they can do now it probably isn't yeah is it? you can still do that sort of stuff i i, I mean I, I don't know if it's as how we remember it yeah yeah you you can you can certainly do things to a degree uh, to a degree and, and if you look at things like i'm sure that intent would still be kept because you still had like the glow in the dark stickers for like the nightfall stuff um yeah yeah so you know they they it is acknowledged that those are features for it i mean have you had any thoughts on characters that they could kind of throw in there um me personally not really i mean the the, the sky patrol is something i had grown out of Back in the day, you know, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. sort of departed uh, my uh, my fondness for for Action Force at that point in time, and I'll be honest, it's something I've never actually gone back to collect now as 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 an adult. Heathen, you know, I know. Uh, I, I I don't actually own any Sky Patrol like characters in my collection. Well, I've, well, I've must have had bits and pieces in like collections and stuff. Yeah, like. collections, you know, selling through the shop and things yeah. like that. But I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I, you know, because I, I, not even like the comics or any any other references. I, I wouldn't know who who are the cool guys to have within that. You know, I only really know the vehicles because they just look so cool where they're chromed. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had. I, I was definitely kind of in 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 big when Sky Patrol came out, and I remember getting Drop Zone. He was the only one I actually had from the Sky Patrol. Yeah, um, and he was amazing. Like that kind of chest mounted gun that he had was just yeah. a mate like just incredible love that um i love the design of him you know again they're all using existing parts aren't they it's just new heads and helmets and stuff they made but um still i used to i, I really wanted the rest of the team i thought there was enough difference in like you know in the kind of the paint decos and stuff to, to kind of really hide the fact they were using older builds but I just oh, absolutely love them, so I'm I'm really excited to that this is coming out. I have since bought the entire run, vehicles and and the and the vintage carded figures. They are one of my favourite things to have in in the, my vintage collection. The Sky Havoc box, oh, is just so sexy. Thanks to Penis in it for that one. I mean Penis. <laughs> But then, like when when I think about all the other characters that they could possibly use, like you know, 
for obviously who they are against god knows but i mean you could you could there are, there are plenty of bad guys in like that style like interrogator i suppose a, a reach who was in one of the he was one of the battle copters wasn't he and then i suppose you could have like, i suppose like the brazilian carded guys they were they were kind of sky patrol bad guys they were um it's something like scorpion name i can't remember off the top of my head i think it's scorpio something uh there's another one a really funny name that i i don't want to say it's like a boot train negro i think he was a brazilian character as well so they could do those i mean like you've got heli vipers you've got night vultures them in all sorts yeah so i mean major altitude i can think of for like the good guys as maybe like exclusive cloudburst spirit as well as another one he was a air commando so yeah there's like there's there's so many different characters they could possibly use from this line so i'm, I'm not surprised they've gone this route with it uh, is this something that interests you at all eddie the sky patrol or is that is that something that you're not really that into at all it's kind of something that i've, I've never really looked at yeah yeah I'm I'm aware of it, obviously, but um, it's not something that ever came across me. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I mean that in as many innuendos as possible. Sexy. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. So, possible Sky Patrol. Very excited for this personally. And yeah, that, I mean, if this is if this is going to be Sky Patrol, then I'm I'm in for this one definitely. Moving on. Action Man celebrates his fiftieth anniversary. On Friday, January 29th, Action Man celebrated his 50th birthday, and in a funny twist, so did the Full Force's very own Eddie Inman. Not his 50th, but not very far off. Action Man was launched in Britain by Palatoy in 1966 as a licensed copy of Hasbro's American movable fighting man, G.I. Joe. He was produced and sold in the UK and Australia by Palatoy from 1966 to 1984. The first Action Man figures were Action Soldier, Action Sailor, and Action Pilot. All were available in the four original hair colors, blonde, auburn, brown, and black. They were accompanied by outfits depicting the United States forces of World War II and the Korean War. In later years, the figures and accompanying uniforms and accessories would reflect the forces of the United Kingdom rather than the USA. Action Man was subsequently reintroduced in 1993 based on the G.I. Joe Hall of Fame figure of that time. Some of the main innovations Action Man was famous for was the flocked hair design introduced in the 1970s, gripping hands, and eagle eyes that helped give the figure its unique look. IDW will be paying homage to this momentous anniversary with a comic in the works that was revealed at MCM Expo in London during the Diamond Retailer Day. Hasbro will also get involved as they help to release a new collector's line in partnership with Art and Science International. ANSI are developing five retro figures that will be released in June 2016 to coincide with Father's Day and Armed Forces Day. The range will feature the classic British infantryman, the skier, the parachutist, the scuba diver, and especially remember 1966, the footballer. Each special edition figure will include accessories, gripping hands, the realistic flock hair, and the character's famous scar. Other famous features like eagle eye and muscle torso will appear in later releases. Each new Action Man figure will be presented in a diorama scene with the 50th anniversary edition dog tag and illustrated Action Man manual with illustrations from the brand's original artist, Douglas Hart. So happy birthday, Action Man, and you too, Eddie. Many happy returns. So happy birthday to Action Man. Let's talk about Action Man personally for for each each of us. Dave, experiences with Action Man? (laughs) With Action Men? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> uh. Action Man was my first love. Do, do, I love it. Do, do, it you know, it, it's it's such an amazing, awesome toy. It really, really is. And totes. 
the the whole thing of you know he could be the good guy he could be the bad guy he's whatever you you want him to be you know and and, and at any point in time as well more or less yeah. uh it, it was just so so cool and such a cool thing so yeah i i'm i personally am so super excited for what this this could be and i really hope it does very very well you know for, for them to like to like keep going the 40th anniversary line which was done 10 years ago um, <laughs> maths they they, <laughs> they managed to bolt out quite a lot of product all things considered awesome it was almost too good in in in, in some aspects but you know there there was there was no no doubt that they really uh, had the attention to the detail there. So yeah. and and made made you know in 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 a lot of cases you know for, for most of my stuff affordable. So they've they've got a, a hard act to follow. They've got the heritage there of of fifty years and and what people are expecting. But you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm hoping for great things for this, uh, and I hope it does really really well. So that they keep you know they 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 keep that momentum going. Awesome. Um, what about yourself, Eddie? Is this um, this is obviously the line that you're close to, right? Yeah, uh, it means so much to me in the toy world on the grand. <laughs> it, it was the first. Uh, I'm ignoring that, Chris. It was the first. <laughs> um, the first sort of toy range that I really, really loved as, yeah. a, as a kid. It was just amazing, and it still is amazing. It's it's such a good, a good thing, and it, I, I love. I just love it. I love the Space Rangers special team, and to get to get this coming out for the 50th is fantastic. Awesome. I'm really, really, I'm really, really looking forward to this. Oh, I just can't wait. Do you know what? I'm I'm kind of in a similar boat in that I I'm, I am looking. I'm more I'm more excited about this than I thought I was going to be. Like when I when we dropped the news of um, the kind of Action Man stuff last episode. I was, you know, kind of like, oh, you know, that'd be cool. That'd be, you know, a nice little line to kind of have a look at. But now I'm kind of thinking, oh, goodness, like, these could be some really cool figures. You've got the the comic tie-in and even, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe some other stuff that might come out of it too. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Again, Action Man was one of the first toys I had as a kid. I think the first toy I remember having or first action figure was a He-Man and Cringer. And then I believe... Action Man was not far behind. So I remember having, it was the um, eagle eyes, flocked hair, scrawny as hell, blue panted Action Man. Action Man blue pants, boom. With the the Action Man kind of uh, belt buckle on his pants, kind of steez. And I remember having um, some like fatigues with him, uh, tons and tons of those like kind of the pouch kind of packs that you know like the kind of plastic pouches web gear that he'd kind of come with like black version of that green version of that like loads of different odd boots i'd have like i had tons of like the different boots and um just being like you know those kind of really stumpy short ones as well they were just awesome i used to love that figure it was great never had anyone to play against him with though it was just that that was the only action man i had for ages and then i remembered when um I think it was the Hall of um, Fame stuff came out. Kind of, I, I remember getting mm. Stalker, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, and then I I didn't get the other guys. I think Rock and Roll and Duke as well were out, but I never got those. But no, they were, yeah. So I I love the the twelve inch kind of figure. It does have like 
I do love that figure structure and I love the, the kind of build of it and the, the, the fun you can have with it. Uh, and my buddy as well, he, I remember him having like the tank or the Jeep. I can't remember. I think he had the tank and another friend of mine had the Jeep and they were just, I was so jealous because they were massive, massive vehicles. And uh, yeah, just loved them. So really looking forward to the Action Man stuff, totally. Happy birthday as well to Eddie. Uh, do anything special, Eddie? No, because uh, it's not as important as... Because uh, I, I turned 39. However, uh, in a few days' time, there is someone <laughs> who is going to be turning 40. 40 years old, which which is very, very important. It's, an important, it's a milestone, 40. He's getting ready for, like, the John Lennon joke. <laughs> that came across no. really well. No, I, I did actually. Strange, strangely, one of the one of the comments that I got about turning thirty nine was about um, a couple of famous celebrities that had died at thirty nine. Oh, that was nice. Uh, yeah. Who were they? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was oh god, who was it? Martin Luther King. Oh wow. And some someone else. Yeah. I was I was quite chuffed with that. It made me feel really good. At least you're in good company. Just don't die. And you, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, mine, mine's only mine was only thirty nine. So I, I feel that Dave's uh, usurps mine on the grounds that uh, he's going to be turning forty in the next couple of days. So uh, I will say happy birthday to Dave. Your present will be on on its way, uh, and I really hope you like it. Happy oh. birthday to Dave and Eddie. Oh, and, and, and Action Man. Um, yes, right, I I've, I've also sent presents. Eddie, yours should be first. Dave, you should get yours shortly afterwards. And there's a couple of other things coming through as well. So just so you're aware, I did put notes in in both packages. So you should, um, <laughs> yeah, you should uh, get those soon. Um, also, I want to, I want to, yeah, I want you to let me know when you get them as well, so that I can, um, so you can send me a picture or something. But anyway, so yeah, happy birthday to everyone in the universe. It appears. Um, apart from me. What's about he, man? Because he's the master of the universe. Is it his birthday as well? No, it's not. Yes. Is it? Yeah, we'll just say he's, yeah. he's 127,000 yeah. years old. Anyway. Yes, yes. Moving on uh, to uh, Boss Fight news. Boss Fight Studios share hacks, shipping images. We are so close to receiving the long-awaited Boss Fight Studio Vitruvian Hacks Wave 1 figures I can almost smell the plastic from here. Well, some of them at least. Due to Chinese New Year, the factory will be out of action for the month of February, but fear not, some of the characters will hopefully make their way to Kickstarter backers very soon. Boss Fight shared this recent email update with us about the current state of affairs, complete with images. Hi, Boss Fighters. The first shipment is on its way from Shenzhen, China, to BFSHQ in Massachusetts. This shipment contains Spartan, Stone Spartan, Medusa, Coral Gorgon, Black Racer, Talus, Gray Mail Blank and Fire Orange Mail Blank. Production will finish on the remaining items after Chinese New Year and we'll keep you updated on the progress. In the meantime, please enjoy these photos of V-Hacks getting packed and shipped. Best, BFS. This is great news and just shows how hard Boss Fight are working to get these figures to us as soon as they can without sacrificing the quality of the fine product that we will be experiencing firsthand shortly. Wow, this is fantastic news and we've got Boss Fight Studios' very own Eric Aranya with us um, who can t tell us a little bit more about what's going on. Um, hi, Eric. Hey there. <laughs> hi there. Hello, Eric. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Where did um, you come from? <laughs> it's like magic. We've just plucked Mexican him out of the sky. <laughs> has, has he been here all the time? 
Uh, no, he hasn't. I've been lurking. He's a dirty lurker. <laughs> he's he's underneath Chris's iron ironing board at the minute. <laughs> I, will, I will post an image of what I'm dealing with in my gorilla setup as well. Thanks for that, Eddie. Face huh? full of face full of helmet. <laughs> Spe- <laughs> speaking of helmets, Eric, how's the uh, Vitruvian hacks stuff coming along? Um. You know, it's all right. I mean, no, I. <laughs> it's it's coming along great. We're we're super excited to be getting the first, you know, set of figures soon, and we're going to be shipping it out as fast as we can. We're working on a bunch of new stuff and trying to figure out how to make things go faster. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's that's our primary concern right now is how to speed things up. Have you been getting a lot of heat from? Um from any of the uh, kind of kickstarter backers and stuff is uh, is that still happening uh yeah off and on it's not actually that much in fact most of the fans are so great and they and so patient that they you know they're like they'd rather rather us do it right and get them product that they want yeah that they're gonna want to keep and stuff and that that's like one of the things is i, I don't want i don't want to give people a bunch of stuff that they're just gonna go and throw on ebay right i want to get this stuff open it up and go i never ever want to get rid of this yeah and and I do the same thing in collecting where like you uh you start collecting something new and you like it so much or it's so much better than something else you were collecting you have to stop collecting that other thing and yeah. then the new thing you're collecting starts to get more popular so there's more product and more of it so you need to start selling the old thing yeah you were collecting you want people to sell all of their other stuff basically I want don't you other stuff not this <laughs> and when the next big thing comes out I don't want them to sell this. <laughs> I want them to sell their other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, from from what we've seen, like at shows at Roll Up Roll Call at JoeCon, um, is the product a- any different to what we've seen that when the like when we've had them in hand, or are we talking like you know, is it the same kind of standard as that? It's very similar. I mean, most of the stuff that we've we haven't shown up at any cons with uh, production pieces yet, right? But the uh, what what I'm so impressed is like sometimes we take photos of the the sample production pieces we have have in the in the in the office now yeah and we'll take and you got like in the photos you can't see the stuff we're making comments on like there's no way to tell that the legs are too loose or the head is way too difficult to pop off or something like that or that the hair wasn't glued on when we got it it's like no that needs seno's hair needs to be glued on otherwise it's gonna fall off it weighs a ton and uh (laughs) (laughs) so like you know like so in photographs you that you know the those issues don't show up but sometimes we take the photographs and then we look at them where we had to like we do this like double take where we're like that just looks like our paint master yeah that's cool and and then i mean the the, the factory that we're working with their um their paintwork the way that they do the deco and the paint is so so good that's in, that's impressive in itself really isn't it yeah it's 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 honestly the paint has not been an issue this whole during this whole production experience and most of the paint we've like approved right outright it's been there's been engineering things that we've had to kind of go back and keep keep tweaking Sure. The, the the factory does a lot of uh, anime statues and stuff. Um, those really nice, expensive, uh, like mermaid girls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, sexy police and uh, <laughs> things like that. They, uh, but their paint masks are are so good, and the the way that they they match colors with the plastic and everything, they're so solid on that stuff. They have not done a lot of action figures, so this and last year's uh, Marauder Task Force stuff was very new to them. Uh, and certainly, they have not done a whole lot of action 
action figures with this much articulation and this this complex of engineering. So the stuff that they have gotten us is so impressive and so good. And it, even though it still needs needed some tweaks and some changes, it's super impressive that they got as close as they have on the first go around you know awesome yeah yeah what time frame are we looking at um i know obviously the chinese new year is throwing a massive spanner in the works but um yeah. but what we're talking about that first wave and then and then following chinese new year what are the kind of time frames we're looking at eric um after the first wave we should we should have them in hand this this week or next week uh, well next week at this point it'll probably take us two or three weeks to get all the stuff out to the supporters and the fans and then it, it might be a few it might be upwards of a month before we get the next set the next set is already being worked on and it, it's actually very close um it's a lot of it's already produced they're just waiting on one or two new pieces to come out of the molds and get painted and then thrown in the packaging so it's like one of those things where it's like they're almost it's not like they have to start from scratch sure and and the the other big thing um that people probably don't real that a lot of people don't realize is we're not getting half of the figure line with this first half shipment but we're getting nearly half of the entire production because the spartan and medusa are in this first grouping this yeah. first shipment and they are by far the two that we had to produce the most amount of right yeah sure so from a production standpoint this is actually much closer to half than it seems right yeah that makes sense yeah so yeah i we're we're hoping it actually goes pretty quick and poor dave proctor has been a trooper and has been there <laughs> for weeks and weeks on end and is will be going back there after chinese new year to continue the uh <laughs> to supervise wow davey p the trooper extraordinaire so everybody when you see dave at cons this year think him personally yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's like a special mission that he's going on isn't it, it really is it's special mission senjan senzin <laughs> there claymore's out there with him in his giraffe camouflage <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sweet that, that that's great i know he's um he's probably the best person in that in the crew to be out there doing that stuff though isn't he because he's oh, he he's the most out of the out of the entire group probably the most specifically focused in that area yes. right yeah he is he he's he's so detail oriented and, it, and it's a strength and he he sees details that you know other people don't catch and don't notice he's kind of like rain man he is he's exact he's actually exactly <laughs> yes. like yeah, rain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, amazing we gotta put more joints on the figures gotta put more joints on the figures like <laughs> yes <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, thanks for the update, Eric. We really appreciate you coming on and uh, and telling us what's what the state of affairs is. Uh, have you had? Uh, I'm I'm guessing you've we, you've I mean you sent out a bunch of pictures to the Kickstarter campaigners showing you know just about where you guys are with um, packaging and uh, loads of figures in tubs and stuff like that. It, it, they all look really really cool. The packaging looks insane. Like it looks beautiful. Have you had that um, at the at the? Have you got that at the actual HQ at Boss Fight HQ yet? Have you have you oh, had yeah. that in hand? Yeah, that we have uh, we have a number of packages. Uh, I think we have at least one of everything in package, awesome. um, or or possibly uh, a package, a sample package of everything at least. Whether it's wow. got 
it or not. Uh, the packaging has come out so well. We're we're very happy with it because it was something that we um, none of us worked in packaging, and when we were at Hasbro, we really didn't have a whole lot of say in the packaging. It was a separate group, a separate group of designers, a separate group of artists who did all that. Was there any communication between the two of you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. there, there was a lot. Like we, you know, but um, but in the end, they did their job. We did our job. Yeah, sure. And, you know, as an artist, you don't tell another artist how to do their job (laughs) you accept that they know how to do their job and hope that they stay out of your way when you're doing your job yeah sure so the packaging was something that we worked with troy mckee who is a fantastic toy designer and uh uh, insane joe collector yeah troy (laughs) um He uh, he did a lot of the graphic the graphic layout for the packaging, and he also designed the Vitruvian Hacks logo. Awesome. And then uh, we worked with a great artist by the name of James Griffith to do uh, the package art for the single carded figures, the paintings. Neat. Erica Henderson, who draws Squirrel Girl for Marvel Comics. Awesome. She did a couple of the. Uh, exclusive um illustrations the black and white ones for the boxes and les mclean of middleman and tick fame did the uh most of the other illustrations for the black and white ones and andrew and katrina did the final package illustration for the uh elite amazon for kokomo and and uh all the cool stuff nice name drop yes (laughs) (laughs) sponsored by no kidding (laughs) <laughs> we had some gr- we had a great team of artists working on everything and uh and and we were, were very proud of the packaging because it was something that we don't it is you know graphic art and sculpting and designing and drawing and all and illustration they're all different skills yeah that you learn and then you foster as you know you you learn more and more and more and so graphics is not a thing that any of us were really sure we'd we'd all taken a graphic design course or two yeah but who hasn't who hasn't right exactly (laughs) but that's that's not the same thing as some as a package designer yeah sure you know like um what what, i've got one question eric about the actual packaging structure itself um is it is it like from what it looks like from from the pictures it looks like one whole plastic container with the card inside it is so is it is it an easy open thing or is it oh that is so perfect it's easy to open and easy to put everything back in with no damage you see i've never understood why that wasn't done because it doesn't seem like that much of a leap in terms of technology and money to get that structure right considering you've got star cases out there as well you know like I can tell you why it's um okay the way our packaging works is it's one front plastic piece yes that folds over the edges ah. on all four sides of the card Perfect. we as as of right now we are not taping the cards in it is so like it is so tight brilliant with the fold with cuz it a machine folds it yeah. it is so tight with the fold that it, it won't fall out yeah. If somehow we end up in Toys R Us or Target or something, yeah, we probably will have to tape those down. Right, sure. Um, but as of right now, since we are selling um our on our own, yeah, uh, and it's you know it's it's us and a couple of small outlet destination sure. toy stores. You know, we're we're not doing that. We're we're gonna let them be. You know, as as you know, so fans. I suppose for 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 bigger toy. Play, um, kind of corporations is a problem with theft with uh, something like that, right? 
Yes. And 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 that's why a place like uh Toys R Us would yeah. kind of demand that they aren't openable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the store. But that you know, it's something I've always I've always kind of like thought, you know, would be so much better for people that want to open and people that want to, you know, keep them closed as well. Like, you know, it just I suppose it also would bring some value down because you wouldn't know if it was opened or or yeah. not if you know there's, you yeah there's that um when once you get uh, there there's that there are ways to do it like if you like you said the star cases if if you case them but you still need pieces of tape around it to hold it so if the tape's sure. cut you know it's been open yeah uh now with these if you open these when you open these you're going to get to that spear that is wrapped in a very tight plastic baggie yeah so it doesn't God, the spear is very sharp. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, so are the swords. Uh, <laughs> There's so, going to be some injuries after this. Be, um, we're expecting it, and so the uh, if you take those, it's, the spear is wrapped so tight in plastic behind the figure that when you open it, you're not going to be able to open that spear without people knowing that you've opened the figure. Got you. I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, at the last minute, we had to redesign because originally the accessory packs were going to be in a plastic. They were going to be bagged and header carded like the blanks. Yeah. But at the last minute, the spear, which comes in every accessory pack, kept poking through all the plastic. Nice. So at the last minute, Trina and Dave, while they were in Hong Kong a couple months ago, they redesigned. They took the card art for the weapon for the accessory packs and turned it into box art. Nice. And all the accessory packs are now in boxes. <laughs> Well, that's one way around it, isn't it, I suppose? Well, I mean, that was the easiest fix. Yeah, you know, yeah. How else to fix the spear problem on a, on a header card figure. And also, we're realizing that header carding seems to be going away. Right. Um, but not just in the toy industry, but in other industries as well. It's, yeah. We've noticed it around, on, on this in the States that uh, the header carded items seem to be fewer and fewer now. Yeah. So we're assuming that uh, retail places don't want them anymore. Awesome, man. Well... I'm really looking forward to these. They uh, want them stapled to cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the future. That would be the best. Well, not for cats. It makes some great unboxing videos. You know, if you <laughs> oh think about God. it, it combines all the best elements that Facebook has to offer. Yeah. You have toy groups that like to do what's in the box oh, and then God, unboxing. Hideous, and then, you know, oh, no, sorry. I've got a delivery on the way. Oh look, there's a delivery note. A delivery note. Who does what's that? In, in the box, and then what's in the, the box? What's in the box? Combined with cat videos. You think about it. This is an amazing idea. Well, it's not that it's quite late. I think this is like just going to work out just fine. And, unboxing cats. You know, or, or as, you, as know, you rip the back of a cat off, yeah. trying to take the plastic <laughs> thing off. That's... It's the kind of thing that would make Eddie collect modern stuff. <laughs> to be to be fair, I have experienced uh, a frozen cat. Oh god, I, go. I have back in the day when I was at Scouts. Tell, tell us yeah, your, yeah. your frozen cat story. My my father came home uh, to say that uh, I needed to go down to my nan's. Uh, because there was a, a, a frozen cat in a garden. Amazing. So, <laughs> Amazing. I, I, I was about 11. So I've, I've gone down now. Dad gave me a shovel and said, go and sort it out. Oh. So he gave me a black bag and a shovel. So I've gone like down there. It, it, yeah, it was, kind of, it was this um, uh, tortoiseshell cat. And it was, it was oh. on its side. So I've, I've grabbed the tail to lift it up. It wouldn't move. 
So I've given it a bit of a yank and it ripped in half. Oh my oh. god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, so I've, I've, you, if you'd have filmed I, that, that'd have been the first ever unboxing of a of a cat. It, it was it was an amazing moment that the ripping sound oh. I nearly vomed. Oh my god. So so I've put it I've put it in this black bag and I, then I'm wondering what to do with it. So I said to my nan, what do you want me to do with this? She said, well, Curry. Take, it round to ne- take it round to next doors because it's hers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So wow. I, didn't do, I didn't do that. I just went home with it. And then my mum just went mad. And then we ended up burying it in our garden. And then mum went round to tell, tell the poor lady that her a, cat was cat brown was bread. in half. Yeah, wow. but the, the sound it made was, oh, it was don't. horrendous. That's, that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life now. Yeah. So anyway, thanks, Eric, for, uh, <laughs> for coming so what, on. What was, what, what was your frozen cat thing? I was I, just in Scouts, and we were in the, the bottom of a cutting, which is like where a, there used to be like a train that used to run through this little village we used to live in, but it was, wasn't there anymore. So we just had this huge kind of, it was almost like a big kind of uh, dipping valley of grass and and forest and stuff so we were we were down there one night at scouts and i remember uh, i don't think it was the same night but i remember we were playing some sort of like hide not hide you know like those kind of they were called wide games but i think hide and seek basically and <laughs> i'm on all fours right get this <laughs> You're feel, all, wait it gets better in the dark um in the bushes with a couple of other scouts and i hear this well i feel this wet sensation on my left hand and my mate is urinating on my hand he didn't know i was there well he might have done so so i'm getting <laughs> on the hand which was uh you know gross oh, a nice one. which so is why you love water sports to this exactly day. so we're stuck outside in you know in in freezing cold night conditions with my hats with my hand smelling of and um, I don't think it was he the had... same evening, but down the, that cutting, that same cutting, I remember, like, we were, again, we were hiding. We were kind of, like, going, like, doing, like, the commando crawls. And I crawl, and I'm on top of something, and I, I thought it was just, like, a, you know, a bit of bracken or whatever. No, it was a dead cat. And on, on top of that, it was frozen solid to the point where we <laughs> could pick it up, Eddie, by yeah. any one of its legs or head or tail and it was Shit. not going anywhere. It was just in one solid piece. So yeah, we've probably got some sort of cat aids off that, and then um, continued on with our, with our with our evening. But yeah, I've been I've, uh, Scouts was fun. Kind of sounds like a, a, a pedophile version of Stand Stand by Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on me. It's called on me. Yeah. So yeah, we've yeah. Turn the brilliant. lights. <laughs> and your cat is dead. <laughs> and the is the only. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yes. Right. Um, I'll be putting that in the background, so that'll be a nice bit of musical. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Ooh. When I pee, I'm on fire. <laughs> That's cat aids. So um, yeah. Pee. But this is the second time we've broken into song on this on this uh, yes. epi- on this uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> That's twice too many. <laughs> yeah. 
Eric's gone. He doesn't want to know anymore. He's crying, probably. I'm very upset about the cats. All right. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, it happened. Any, yeah, anywho. It's a dog-eat-dog dog world. It's a Sometimes cat- cats die. It's a cat-cat world. <laughs> so thank you, <laughs> thanks for joining us on this little segment and telling us all about hacks and uh, listening to our cat stories. Yeah, so again, so coming very soon, we should be seeing what did you say in the next couple of weeks? We should be seeing some, or you guys should be getting the the first shipment, right? Yeah, we'll be getting them hopefully sometime next week, and then we'll be moving through them as fast as we can to get them out. Good luck with that. That's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for jumping on. We'll be speaking to you a little bit later on in the boss fight build segment. So again, uh, you can disappear into underneath, underneath my ironing board now, <laughs> and uh, yeah, gobble, have a gobble, gobble. have a face full of helmet. Um, yeah, thanks, Eric, mate, and yeah, speak to you in a moment. Moving on, Amazon Kindle Worlds GI Joe Legacy Part Two. The GI Joe Kindle Worlds joint project GI Joe Legacy continues this weekend with Bill Nedro's installment focusing on Stiletto. This is book two in a four-part series, following on the heels of Jim Beard's fantastic story focusing on Marcus. It's a great project, and the first two installments have been very enjoyable to read. Yours truly will be penning the third book, followed by Troy Osgood in the fourth slot. Check out G.I. Joe Legacy Book 2 on Amazon right now, and be sure to get caught up with Book 1 as well. Each novella focuses on a particular decade, so get ready for the neon 90s coming up next month. This is news coming out, uh, again, related to Justin, who is obviously very close to the show, his voice you hear doing all the new segments what do you guys think about this as a possible well what do you guys think about this as a project that's it that all of the guys are coming together to create this one legacy book well it's, it's a good idea though isn't it you know because you can bounce so many different ideas off off of so many different people and come up with a with a half decent project yeah if you know what i mean uh, yeah so, kind of banging I mean, heads together kind of thing yeah yeah it's almost like it's like a, you know the um, thing where one of them will write a story and then the other one comes off the back of it and so on and so forth. I quite like that as a as an idea, and I'm I'm interested to see how it goes because they're talking about different eras as well, aren't they? So they're going in kind of intertwining into each other. So I'm really interested to see how that actually works. Well, I think the book is, itself this is this is actually I think really positive because you know all of these guys have you know got together and said right well we you know we've been recognised up to this point you know we've then had like the the fan figure vote. Um, you know, let's not stop there. You know, let's let's keep the momentum going. Um, so I think it's 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 really cool. And and for the time being, beyond what we're seeing with like uh, IDW, there's not an awful lot of other stuff being put out there uh, that's GI Joe content related. Yeah. You know, toy- toy or otherwise that may change in a couple of days time you've got new york toy fair but i'm I'm not really feeling any kind of vibe going on there for that so for the short to medium term future this this might actually be you, you know what would have been relegated to the realms of fan fiction a couple of years ago is you know Pro- possibly going to be the driving force of what G.I. Joe, you know, uh, yeah. it, it will be to come kind of thing. So, and I think it's great that, you know, the four of them have actually sort of got together to then say, well, let's, you know, let, let, let's do this rather than just 
them each going in their own separate directions, yeah. you know, yeah. bashing their heads against the brick wall. Well, not brick wall, but trying to get everybody to like, you know, recruit them to be on board with what they're doing. You know, it's it's cool. I think definitely the that combination of 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 minds is going to be a bonus for the uh, for the project. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it because I've I've read a few of Justin's books. Uh, I haven't had a chance yet to read any of the other guys, mainly because I can't access them yet. That's my main main kind of annoyance at the moment is that i think uh, someone even sent a message in to us at the full force to explain why that was the case and the person that sorry that, that contacted us is under the impression that it's down to the author so depending on you know settings that they've set up for their own amazon kindle worlds kind of venture like they, they there is an a reason behind it not getting out to uh, other areas of the world or not being access- accessible. So that's something that we again I will try and put my finger on uh, so you know in a, in a much clearer way so that we can actually get the right information out to people on that. Cuz I mean I've read Justin's first book the one that isn't GI Joe related of course Operation Harvest Fog of Dreams Fog of Dreams thank you. Uh, Operation Harvest Fog of Dreams book 1 and I've even had a little sneak peek into um, book two, so I'm re- I really enjoy what what Justin what Justin does. So I'm you know I, I kind of am interested in getting into this kind of area of of the Joeverse. I, li- I like to kind of cover as much as I possibly can, <laughs> easy, um, in <laughs> you know the, whatever's going on GRJ wise. I like to have you know uh, some sort of uh, knowledge about it if I can. So that's something I definitely am interested in. And good luck to Justin, Troy, Jim, and Bill on that project. Related to that as well, and moving on um, a little bit more, uh, we have more news from Justin Bell. And I'd like to take a minute to introduce the joy of G.I. Joe. As an adult collector, it can be a little too easy to turn to snark and disdain when speaking to certain pop culture elements, especially ones that were so important to us as children. Anyone who has visited me on General's Joe's know that I try and retain some of the pleasure and joy that toys brought me as a kid, and I'm extremely happy to announce a new project between myself and Jim Beard. We are working together to bring a new book to the collecting community. Entitled The Joy of Joe, it endeavors to portray the pleasure of G.I. Joe to kids throughout the years, but in order to move forward on the project, we do need some help. We have a potential publisher, but we need a professionally designed cover and interior formatting which does cost some upfront money. It's not much, but it is necessary. If this is a publication you'd like to support, please consider checking out the GoFundMe page and throwing some support our way. All we're asking for is money to develop the cover and format the book, and any extra will go to advertising and acquiring copies for the contributors. I'm greatly looking forward to getting this project out there and sincerely appreciate anyone who might consider supporting it. If you go to GoFundMe.com and do a search for The Joy of Joe, you will find it there. And you'll probably notice that we have actually topped our goal. Our initial goal was $500. We're up to $670 now, which is extremely awesome. We're very appreciative of everybody's support. And please rest assured, any money over our goal will go right into the book itself. We'll do some advertising. We are Anybody who contributes essays to the story will get their own comp copies of the book. We'll find ways to uh, make the money work. The full details are, The Joy of Joe is a 30-plus essays about the joy of growing up with one of the greatest toys of all time. The book will collect the memories of Joe fans from over 50 years of childhood play and focus on the true joy of the figures and their accessories. Everything from the original 1960 soldiers through the 70s adventure team and into the later real American hero era will be covered in equal measure. Jim and I see this as the ultimate tribute to not only the toy itself, but the joy of play and childhood. We would be very grateful if you could help us achieve our vision of the book and have it look as professional as possible. 
In return, we'll try to keep its price as reasonable as we can when it's published so that everyone can share in the joy of Joe. Any help would be greatly appreciated, and we can't wait to bring you this exciting book. So, based on that information, guys, what what are your thoughts on on this as a as a as a project? I think um, it ticks the boxes for for the the nostalgia thing. We're all here because we share this 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 love and this fascination for for a toy line <laughs> that's like thirty years old, and then in the respect to like the twelve inch, you know, even even longer. But it, it it's something that it's quite common. And it's, doing what I do, I I love having those chats you know they're almost like you know down the pub style conversations yeah, like, yeah. Oh, do you, what did you used to use as for substitutes for like different things that um, enhanced your play play pattern so like you know the obvious thing with like an action man is that you always nab like uh, the shoe boxes because they yeah, make yeah. kind of like bunk beds what well, well, bed beds for for like your action man kind of thing and I you know I love chatting to people about you know the things that they they did or they relived it last episode steve dawson talking about you know taking yeah, his toys all down creatures to great the, and small yeah. yeah the ford there you know and and like we don't know where that is but we know what it is he's talking about from from that tv intro but then you know he's then recounting what you had then what he was then doing and you you're not there but you can completely relate to it totally yeah so i think you know to read a collection of uh, stories with something that you completely understand and you can like you know, you know, really picture, relate to yeah yeah picture and go back to yourself then you know, i always I, I always use the garden with my like gi joe guys because there was so many like jungle opportunities like to you know yeah. when it was sunny outside it was like right take all of my gi joes out into the garden and somehow i never lost anything i never like lost any weapons or anything like that or any kind of bits and pieces and you're talking about tiny little hand pistols and you know yeah uh, and all sorts my of... mum and dad still dig up mine that's amazing <laughs> that's bringing like action force like they brought in mum the last one was flint's crotch <laughs> she, <laughs> she found flint's amazing garden but i i know my folks have have got like um some pictures somewhere of me as a kid and the my parents used to have like a little tow trailer that you could you know just for when we went camping or whatever and this had like a um a tarpaulin over it yeah and it used to fill up with water so the water would weigh down the tarpaulin but where it's on two wheels you know and then you've got the actual tow hook bit yeah the water wouldn't necessarily be in the center of the trailer it'd be to one end of the trailer because of the the weight distribution right and i used to there's a picture of me with my action man frogman and he's almost like sort of water sliding down the tarpaulin into the pool of water you know and and it helps you remember that you know but it's like yeah i used to do that all the time i remember you know because he used to like line them up and then just like poke them and then they'd like almost like slide down yeah yeah into like the the water but that's really uh, that's cool man yeah i love those little stories that you kind of you know the things that you remember as well like just uh, that just kind of helps to build on on that that nostalgia i think that's what this book's going to do as well like as you read it i think it's going to be one of those things for us where we'll just be like we'll be drawn into it quite quickly i'd imagine you know um yeah totally yeah. you don't know the, the, the this person you don't know necessarily where they they are in the world yeah. but you can you understand what it is that they're telling you and i think that's cool you know it, it this 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 book appeals to no one else other than us totally uh, yeah you know it, it it's it's like 
you know, pe- people, they're either going to get it or they don't. Yeah, uh, sure. So, um, well, I, I mean, I, it, it's it's up there on GoFundMe as well. So we'll put a link to that GoFundMe site and um, on the show notes, so you guys can um, you know help them out to get to that that goal. It's not a lot of money really to to kind of to reach, and I think a lot of people will enjoy this as a as a physical book. So um, that would be awesome. Um, Eddie, did you have anything to add on that, mate? I think Dave pretty much said what needed to be said, to be fair. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's a book that, we'll, that we all have a common bond with, yeah. regardless of where you're from. Or if you grew up with these toys, then we're, we're like a giant band of brothers, certainly on the nostalgia side of it. Yeah. Uh, certainly from, because I used to have uh, four military burials when when action man died in battle that's awesome uh, and i buried them in the garden to my my mum used to go mental uh many many slaps across the head because uh, we could never find them <laughs> right that reminds me of a film <laughs> called the boy who could fly have you ever seen it yeah uh, oh eddie you need then, to see this movie it's mate. raining isn't it and, and, he, he, and, yeah, out, and he goes like, to get duke yeah because he's like buried duke and he has to kind of run out and pull him out of the ground and it's down and mate you have to see this film in fact for all the listeners that haven't seen the boy who could fly which are a lot of american listeners by the way everyone i've asked about this film has always said no fred savage is in it prior or maybe during the wonder years um fame and he's this this little this little kid he's not even the main character but in it he has this huge collection of gi joe figures and more or less every scene he's in he's either holding a gi joe character displaying them or playing with them and it's just amazing like some of the nostalgia you get from that film watch that movie especially you eddie because you'll get that you'll just probably start crying during the the burial scene <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you can I, use... I just go on ebay see if i can buy it well, yeah it's really old school 80s flick um but you yeah. have to see it just for the fred savage gi joe bits right right dave oh yeah 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 i mean i i, I can't think of when i saw that you know, we're talking probably Years ago, 80s, mid mid to late yeah, mid to late eighties. But it was for me at that point it was the only cool bit about the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty whack film, but um it's more about just that that element of it. And PS I cried on numerous occasions because I'm a massive Jesse. But anyway, um <laughs> on on that massive Jesse bombshell Rollout roll call ticket options revealed. An exciting announcement from Rollout Roll Call 2016 as five ticket options are revealed for the con attendees. There will be an Energon ticket for £75 that includes one general weekend entry, one Transformers item, and an option to purchase one of each other Transformers items. An International Hero ticket for £75 that includes one general weekend entry, one G.I. Joe item, and an option to purchase one of each other G.I. Joe items. A crossover ticket for £105 that includes one general weekend entry, one Transformers item, one G.I. Joe item, an option to purchase one of each other Transformers and G.I. Joe items. On top of that, a general weekend ticket will cost adults 18 to 59 years old £45, seniors 60 years old and up £25, teens 13 to 17 years old £30, and children 12 years old and younger when accompanied by a paying adult, senior or teen, will be free. You'll be able to upgrade from an adult general weekend ticket to either Energon or International Hero tickets for an extra £30. The final option is the Sunday ticket that will cost adults £25, seniors £20, teens £20, and children will be free when accompanied by a paying adult, senior or teen. 
The option to purchase the items will be on Friday the 8th and Saturday the 9th only. Any unsold items by Sunday the 10th will be available for purchase to the general public. We can't wait to hear what these items will be, but I'm sure they'll be awesome. Get involved, people. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be July 8th through July 10th, 2016. Rollout Roll Call. Rollout Roll Call News, Dave. Yay! So we've got some massive Rollout Roll Call news here. We've got ticket options revealed. So five ticket options, General Weekend, Energon, International Hero, the crossover ticket and a Sunday ticket. Right, so Dave, fill us in. Justin has talked about all of the ticket options, but is there any other information you want to kind of give about the rollout roll call? Yeah, hopefully by the time this episode is is live and out there, ticket booking will be available, as will room booking as well. So it's highly advised that if you are interested, whilst, whilst details of what the special items are for like the limited edition tickets for Energon, International hero and crossover are still under wraps they will be revealed ahead of the show they are limited so if it is something that you're interested in getting i would encourage booking sooner rather than later because there are literally a fixed number of tickets per category same with the room booking as well now it's important to say that payment is not taken at the point of booking the room that happens when you check out Okay, so do not think that by booking your ticket and booking your room together, it's going to like be a heavy cost. It's not. You're actually buying your ticket and you're reserving your space in your room for the hotel. That is important because, again, the rooms are limited. So it's always the best experience to be had at any of the shows by staying in the same hotel. Totally. So I would I would thoroughly recommend that um, if if you kind of sort of sat on the fence or looking for other options, the the, the hotel itself is 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 excellent, and I guarantee that you'll have an amazing time. But even better that you know at this point when you're when you're booking your rooms, you're actually just reserving them. You need you need a valid credit card to reserve them, but payment won't be taken until you know for your rooms until you check out. Chris touched on that we got a couple of other guests, ha. and we've already announced. Um, Chris, stop touching Lofton. the guests. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, Chris, stop. Leave, leave the guests alone. <laughs> Can we've, I be a guest? Already... Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to uh, off with your ass. Done. <laughs> yeah. My bonobo, but. Um... <laughs> so more lofting. Sorry. Yeah, we've already announced Morgan Lofton awesome. is, is attending the show. Uh, this is the first time she's done uh, an appearance in the UK, she, who is the voice actress of the Baroness. For nearly a thousand years, my family home has stood and now is no more. You truly do bring ill fortune to men. Ill fortune? <laughs> it's revenge, you faceless beast. What? I arranged it all. I let the Joe agent here knowing this would be the result. Baroness! But, but why? Why? To make you pay for your unfaithfulness with that which you value most. Your ancestral home. Your brilliance is matched only by your taste for vengeance, Baroness. <laughs> and to think I actually believed I was related to a G.I. Joe. I checked the records, Destro, darling. You are. And this is but a taste of what you shall suffer if you describe me again as... 
plot. A confused woman with whom I have been erroneously linked. I hope you never learn what horror your actions may have caused. And also from the Transformer side of things, Moonracer and Firestar as well. Cool. But we are welcoming back someone who hasn't been to roll out roll call since the third show and that is robert atkins so he'll be returning back cool people who are unfamiliar with robert atkins he is an awesome artist yeah the one of the most definitive gi joe artists uh, of the current idw line if you've ever seen any kind of like snake eyes uh imagery yeah. in couple of years effectively he is the man that you know is was really pushed out he, he also did the new version of cobra commander didn't he yeah crake uh, uh, yeah but robert is returning back to the uk uh for rollout roll call an incredible artist and a really nice yeah. guy if you get to speak to him really nice absolutely and and he'll he'll be taking commissions both in advance and at the show now anybody who's seen any of his work it's like flawless and it's not something that is done within you know a few minutes he can only do so many commissions per day so if this is if if you're a comic lover or if you're an art lover or you want to get something like slightly special i i thoroughly recommending again putting in like your commission order early for robert to you know effectively guarantee that uh, you'll have something ready by the end of the weekend sensational artist great style yeah yeah i think people will know him go on and and (laughs) another another returning uh guest is uh John Paul Bove, who is a regular for Rollout Roll Call. He couldn't make last year's show, so he's had he's had a year out, but he he's returning. And he, if you if you if you don't know John Paul, uh, he is uh, a, a colorist for Transformers. He did the Regeneration One series uh, and has worked on several other projects. Uh, it, it'd be unfair to just call him. A colorist now because he is considered a writer as well he does work on other properties his first comic um created as well didn't he and and out unearth yep yeah unearth that, that was his own own, own creation there so he, he's, he's published his own work as well and i think we can say that by the time rollout roll call comes round, he'll have published work as a writer within the Transformers world as well. Fantastic. So, 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 with what what he's been doing will be out by that point as well. So, also one of the funniest human beings on the planet. Oh my god, this is a really bad crap story. But um, <laughs> last time I stayed round there, his wife Jessica had gone to bed, and you followed her, <laughs> and, 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 and we we were just messing around downstairs, and it, it just got onto ridiculous stuff. We and we were doing. You know, we weren't even drunk, but we were doing Transformer voices, uh, <laughs> characters that were Cockneys. Amazing. And I laughed so hard that I inadvertently farted incredibly loud, <laughs> which then just literally broke us down into like m- much more laughed. And Jessica was just, Jessica was thought, what the hell is going on down here? You know, at one in the morning. She thought it was an earthquake. Yeah, but I I I I was laughing so hard. I just li- literally inadvertently went 
Could have been, well, at your age, Dave, it could have been a lot worse. Well, yeah, it? You know, I'm, I'm glad it was just a farm. Like, Past 40. It, it, it filled the bag up. <laughs> it did. It, it, it's JP, like a balloon. A balloon out the front. JP's one of those guys that um, literally has has that knack he's so he's so, so quick isn't he fun. as well like, yeah oh. uh, it, it, it's he's just a joy to be with all the time um there is one more guest yeah uh that i can uh, disclose uh that will be uh fully announced by the time this this goes live uh and that will be a new guest who's not been to the uk before again all all three guests are comic related uh and all from uh, the idw side of things but we've got brian shearer as well now, awesome. brian's has worked on both Transformers and G.I. Joe. He's mostly recognized for his work inking for uh, Transformers, but he is an incredible artist in his own right. Um, he's coming across for the first time. He's super excited and, and is, is an, an absolute uh, lovely guy to like talk to. So I, I, I think he will go down well. Firstly, as a, as a existing Transformer and G.I. Joe sort of for IDW regular coming to the uk for the first time um but then secondly giving people the opportunity to then see his work and and experience that work and and again get like sketch commissions done and things like that his website is um definitely worth checking out i'm just looking it up sorry uh, get that porn out of the way exactly uh close right meatspin.com sorry i <laughs> I couldn't remember. I knew it was something weird, and I couldn't remember his his website. By all means, check it out to to get a, a, an idea of his work. Is gravyboy.com. Nice. So, G r a v y b o y dot com. Gravyboy.com. Cool man. Uh, but um, yeah, so so three three additional guests. That's a really good like uh, solid opening for reveals in, in terms of guests so far dave yeah thank thank you very much i mean we you know we're not stop stopping there, there there's a few other course, things that yeah. work. It, it it takes a while there's there's a lot of sort of a lot of logistics to work out right logistics and contracts and you know all sorts of really just mind-numbingly dull stuff but you have to do um so it just takes you know some sometimes some of these things take a lot longer than um you would you would have liked because ultimately i just want to say hey look we got this 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 is and this is, <laughs> this is what's within the ticket and this is why you know and everybody you know just literally answer everyone's questions but it's a bit like what we were talking about earlier with like joe con you know the part of the fun surely is the the, the build-up the anticipation yeah, if, yeah. You, if all the cards are revealed there and then oh yeah you know, it's, it ruins it's it not, completely yeah it, it's like oh is that it you know and we've still got months to go no it's gonna be yeah. wicked man i can't wait i'm really really looking forward to it i will definitely be flying back if i'm out here at the time but if not i should be in country anyway so that will be that'll be fun i'm looking forward to it man okay uh moving on the full force celebrates 100,000 downloads and listens congratulations to the full force as they celebrate breaking their 100,000 downloads and listens milestone thanks to the last episode dave eddie and chris broke the mark and the numbers are still rising they started the podcast as a spin-off to What's on Joe Mind, and I don't think any of them would have thought the show would be as successful and long-running as it has been. The pilot episode was uploaded on June 15, 2013, and since then they have produced 18 regular episodes and 10 specials. They've had numerous guests and always try to stay ahead of the news. 
Well, they will now that General Joe's is involved. Great work, guys, and congratulations on 100,000. Full force! Well, the full force, guys, celebrates 100,000 downloads and listens today. How awesome is that? Have you been sat there, like, counting? Counting, well? like, literally, going... I've, I've literally got a list on, uh, which I think I've shared with you guys, uh, a list of all the episodes we've done and all of the, the numbers of, you know downloads and listens on each one that i i went back and i just I, thought i'll just have a look today and just check to see what happens because i'm i have no life and yeah it just happened to be uh, it broke the one hundred thousand mark this last episode well, to be fair to, to be fair i can't believe we've done a hundred thousand episodes <laughs> i don't think anyone it can. certainly feels like it <laughs> well te- technically 18 regular episodes counting this one that we're currently recording and 10 specials with uh, another special around the corner, which we I won't divulge any info just yet. But yes, you haven't told us. No, yeah, because I haven't told you guys yet. <laughs> so that's not too bad, is it, really? When you're talking about 28, you know, episodes, 100,000. Oh, yeah. uh, that's mental. That, like, blows my mind. I know what Sanjay Mind did, like, a million about, I don't know, like, a year ago. But um, first of all, thanks to the What's On Joe Mind guys, Gary... Justin, Mike, and Joe, and of, and kind of Chuck in a way, because obviously when we first started, that was the team. Yeah, definitely. And you know, just thank you to those guys for giving us the opportunity to be a spin-off. But also the support we've had from them has been really good. Uh, you know, obviously like Mike hooking us up on numerous occasions for Joe Cons, Gary also on, on you know for for kind of constantly getting updates from me and me sending the episodes through to him for him to then obviously have to do the the hard work to actually get it up on online and stuff so you know thanks to him for that thanks to justin for obviously contributing now as as generals joe's for our new segment but also all the all the guests that have been on i'm blown away that we've actually done a hundred thousand downloads so far for for such a short amount of you know a low amount of episodes to do that yeah. many downloads and hits, I'm just amazed at. So, wow. So, so what is the total tally? One hundred thousand eight hundred and fifty-seven. That's at last count. That was about two hours ago. That was uh, I counted just before. Um, Over we, we started recording. how many episodes? Was it? Did you say twenty-eight in total? Twenty-eight in total. Eighteen regular and ten specials. That's this one included, actually. So it's technically 17 episodes, uh, regular episodes, and 10 specials. So 27, we've done 100, 857. How mental is that? So what's that, about 4,000 per yeah. episode, is yeah, it? Just, yeah, just, yeah, just under four, it's like 3,700 and something. Yeah. So that that is that is that is amazing. Yeah, so again, thanks to all the listeners as well for like tuning in and, and listening to our drivel for three to four <laughs> hours at a time. We, yeah. have, we have had complaints at the length of this show as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And and the name well, of the show well, as well. well. Yeah. I mean, like like I said, you know, I, I'm uh, on on that front. I uh, will sort you out a re- anyway. we'll, we'll sort you out a refund. Um, <laughs> you know, give, given given you know what you paid for for this you know i'm very sorry you feel that it's too long so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a refund you know I'll, yes. I'll i'll make i'll do that personally you know just let let us know what you paid and i'll refund you all joking aside though um <laughs> it, it, it's been incredible and yeah long may it continue long may it continue thank you to you guys too for you know obviously it's it, we've had our ups and downs it's been it's been emotional at times 
but you know it, I, I couldn't imagine doing a, a podcast where I have as much fun with anyone else so uh, you know just for, for god's sake don't do a podcast with anybody else i won't <laughs> yeah because because then you'll be like oh no, hang wait, on this is, is way more fun <laughs> <laughs> no in, in all honesty guys you know i really enjoy i i find you know i kind of i met eddie more or less through this podcast and have become really close with eddie and obviously i knew dave a little bit beforehand but it was really only doing the podcast that we i think got so close anyway and obviously you kind of mooching off Nick and Mass when we go to conventions. <laughs> That's a joke. That is a joke. Um, but, but like, seriously. Hang on, like, hang on, hang on. I, I need to do the ping counter for, like, a, a Nick and Mass name check. Nick and Mass whilst, name whilst check. Whilst we're on it, let's get some Steve Dawson in there as well. Ping. Stevie D, he's, on, he's been on it about three times uh, already. Rachel Spoon. Ping. Yeah. So oh, yeah, boss fight. all the all the yeah all the yeah boss fight for doing boss fight builds as well. Like you know, oh, Andrew. Yeah, that, that's probably the real reason. Andrew, for the Katrina, Eric, <laughs> Dave, Fred, Kylie, Eric Ridlon. You know, for you guys as well. Like, thank you so much for contributing such a massive amount to the show physically as well. Actually, having to do things for the show. So yeah, it's just been awesome. And and to the people within, like James Kavanagh Jr., Raging Spoon, Nicole, Mark. Kate, we've had so many people. Uh, uh, Rich Stoughton as well. All the people we've had on when we've done the rollout roll call shows. Nick Whitmore. Special shout out as well to Dean Holdaway. Paddy and Brian. Wayne. Paddy and Brian. Paddy and Brian. Yeah, Paddy and Brian. Yes. (laughs) There's so many people to thank. Gizometer. On uh, who helps out a roll call? (laughs) Rollout roll call day. Wayne Carroll. Wayne Carroll. Rob. Nick. And Connor. Exactly. So all those people that have been on on the show by default, by accident. Yeah. Thank you so much. So that's it. That's that's the celebration for a hundred thousand, and we'll put some celebration music in there too. You know we're going to be there, and about two weeks later, you're going to be uh, oh. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I will, because uh, we definitely will forget. And I apologise to everyone that I haven't mentioned who has been on the show, apart from one person. Um, uh, <laughs> we're gonna. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we will move on to, uh, or moving on, so it makes it a much easier and comfortable edit. Hasbro and Mattel in possible merger rumor. According to reports, the two toy giants and fierce rival companies have been holding talks about combining forces to become one single company. Bloomberg Business reports Hasbro approached Mattel about a potential transaction late last year, and the companies have held on and off again talks about a deal, the people said, asking not to be identified as the situation isn't public. Details of how a transaction might be structured couldn't immediately be learned. The talks may not lead to a deal, the people said. Representatives from both companies refused to comment on the news. This is a surprising story, but apparently Mattel approached Hasbro with an offer of $5.2 billion around 20 years ago, and Hasbro declined. Could we be on the brink of a combined toy Goliath? And what would this mean for current employers of both companies? What kind of product would we get from a merger of that size? Whatever the outcome, we hope people can keep their jobs. And if anybody wants to hear any more details about that previous time that Mattel tried to buy out Hasbro with that $5.2 billion offer, you should definitely check out the book Toy Wars by G. Wayne Miller. Uh, It has been uh, available off and on again on Amazon.com, but it is a fantastic book, a great look into the 90s G.I. Joe line and and 90s Hasbro era as well, and does cover some of this apparent Mattel attempted buyout for Hasbro. Hasbro and Mattel in possible merger rumor. This has just come up in the last couple of hours. So guys, what, what do you think about this? This is kind of weird and a little bit, well, I say weird. 
I can see it being, you know, one of those things where companies are worried in the current climate of things and want to do these kind of mergers. What do you guys think, Dave? You're in retail. What What do you think this is going to have? And would you think it's going to have an impact? Do you think it's going to actually happen? Every six months, Hasbro is looking at being bought out or merging with someone somewhere. Right. It's been going on for the last sort of two years that Disney are going to buy them out, um, you know, and everybody, you know, that is the the topic of conversation, you know, on, on that front. And, you know, you've got this one now with Mattel and these things do go on, no doubt about it. But the landscape has changed so much now that unless someone's got like phenomenal deep pockets, I don't see either one being in a position to buy one another out or, or, or merge as such sure because they're, 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 they're just trying to protect their own interests yeah and if you look at what hasbro do beyond the toy side of things you know they're trying to like really kind of look ahead to where the toy industry is going and they are trying to like be, you know become more in line with like uh entertainments so oh, yeah this is how you get in all the the, the the, the different movies like yeah, Transformers yeah. and yeah. Gem and uh, I mean, they must GI be, Joe Three. They and... must be making a lot of money based just just off the off those kind of deals and contracts as a company. Uh, I, I, well, yeah, to to, to a degree, yeah. Um, Mattel don't really do that though. You know, they don't really. You, you, you know, they're not in that same marketplace of of like movies on on any of those sort of like properties. They're they're buying licenses, definitely. I don't think this is anything myself personally. The, That's fine. The, yeah. The, 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 there's always just like perpetual rumours when it comes to like toy companies, and and you got to remember as well that like you got New York Toy Fair in uh, just over a week's time. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a bit of publicity just to kind of get people thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's like let, let's talk about this, but I, I don't really sort of see anything because it, it's just always going on in terms of that amount of like five billion dollars, five point two billion twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty years ago. Yeah, that, that was that seemed, was that was an old one. That seems like a crazy amount of money. I think that's that's according to uh, sources from Bloomberg. So I'm, um, you know, that that. It, it might just be one of those things that's thrown out there as a yeah. almost like an urban myth, but it, you know it, it could be right. You know it, it, se- it seems legit. Well, if you think of like you know Disney bought Lucasfilm a couple of years ago for four billion, yeah, yeah, you know to kind of put that into kind of some kind of like perspective, I think from our side, I think Sainsbury's have put a bid into Argos, and I think that's like four billion. Yeah, impressive if it was the case twenty years ago, but you, you know. It could be you look like like you say it could just be this stuff that's just thrown out there. And let's face it, if it just if it just comes from an executive's mouth, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true as well. Like it doesn't, you know, uh, yeah, it could be anything. All right, to put it into perspective, Sainsbury's. So this is for for people outside of the UK. Sainsbury's is one is the third largest grocery retailer in the UK. Um, so the third yeah. largest Walmart, so yep. to speak. They've offered one point three billion for argos wow wow so yeah, yeah so that, it's, it's making that number look more and more 
and yeah, unlikely. that's what that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, and 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 this is not just for Argos. It's, it's like the owner home retail group. Um, so they own other um, companies within that, but Argos being so Argos is, again for anybody outside the UK is uh, a direct home sh- shopping catalog that has stores all around the UK and and they sell a lot of stuff. So yeah, one point three billion for Argos. When they merge to sort of save money, they'll you'll have one marketing department, one design department, whereas you've got two, they'll want to converge near the head office. So how are they going to make that decision? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's highly unlikely it's going to happen because of the sheer size of the businesses. Yeah. And you won't be able to move Mattel head office to Hasbro head office no one's going to want to move in in all likelihoods in that situation you're going to get people losing jobs aren't you yeah yeah well what happens because it's it's happened to companies I've worked for in the past is that these investment companies will buy up small companies and merge them that way they can get a bigger company with less staff yeah yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of pyramid staffing yeah right so and and that works because it's small businesses so you people lose their jobs yeah whereas two massive companies will be unable to do that because it the logistics alone is just gonna just wipe one of them out yeah i'd say they they try to converge near the head office and because there's no one actually taking the lead on it there's too many decisions to be made and a lot of people will lose their jobs if they did yeah. so I, I kind of find it highly unlikely that's cool we you look at what hasbro did with kenna uh, is exactly that you know one one's based in Rhode Island one was based in Cincinnati you know Has, Hasbro was like the uh, the one acquiring Kenner and then after if you know five six years you know Cincinnati was the operational side of things which was like where Kenner were based was you know no more you know it was all completely absorbed into to Rhode Island yeah yeah and and, and, and that's how it works though they'll slowly chip away at it to to remove it yeah and then they'll merge every department so then 50 percent of those people lose their jobs yeah i i think we're all kind of in agreement that it's it's highly unlikely this will go through at least not in the near term the the short term and it's probably just a little bit of talk uh talking up for certain things on the horizon so maybe some kind of some publicity which is, you know, fair enough. So that is Hasbro and Mattel. That also brings us to the end of the news, but I'll let Justin say that. Moving on. And that's the news brought to you by GeneralsJoes.com. As always, you can keep up with the show after listening to us by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. And if you would like to contact the show, you can write to us via email on thefullforce at allthecoolstuff.co.uk with feedback, questions, vicious scathing criticisms or just insults. You can view content regarding the show on www.thefullforce.com. All 
the Cool Stuff is a proud sponsor of The Full Force. Come visit our store near the New Forest in Hampshire for the latest toy collectibles, including G.I. Joe, Transformers, Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, and Lego. We also stock a large inventory of vintage toys too, including Action Force, from loose figures and accessories to carded and boxed vehicles. I can see the whites of their beady little eyes. Looking to sell your toy collection? All the Cool Stuff will buy and convert your toys into cash. You can call the store within the UK on 01425 650696 or if calling from outside the UK, don't forget to add the international dialing code first of 44. You can visit us online at www.allthecoolstuff.co.uk or email if you have a specific inquiry, sales at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. In Demand Toys are an independent toy shop located in Norwich, Norfolk in the United Kingdom. Specialising in a large range of new and pre-owned toys, they cover a number of brands such as Star Wars, Marvel, Transformers, G.I. Joe and many, many more. You can order direct from their website at idtoys.co.uk or send them an email to shop at idtoys.co.uk if you want to sell your collections or just have a general inquiry. Alternatively, you can visit their shop at the Dixon Shopping Centre on the Reefham Road in Norwich. As well as being one of the best independent toy shops around, they are now a proud sponsor of The Full Force. Classified data. Right, so now we've got the figure review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, guys, we're looking today at the SAS Wolverine and Hunter, but also we'll be looking at the Wolverine with Tunup as well, because obviously we had uh, we had that kind of action in the UK. Uh, we'll start off with the SAS Wolverine and Hunter as the driver. So the Wolverine was released by Palatoy in 1984 and was a black SAS repaint of the green G.I. Joe Wolverine that came with Covergirl in the USA in '83. The vehicle came boxed and included Hunter the driver. So let's have a look at the vehicle first. Right, boys, did we have this bad boy when we were younger? Yes, I did. I, I had it uh, upon its release for for Christmas. Sexy. I think it was uh, possibly the, the first sort of um, uh, more G.I. Joe-based figure that I had at the time. Right. And, and I was as blown away as an eight-year-old boy could possibly be. <laughs> just a shitload of missiles, yeah? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. It, it was just it was just immense. And the, 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 the tow rope as well, I was yeah. very impressed with that. It's just an amazing toy. And I can remember it because it, it, um, I had to get my, my dad to, to, to build it for me because I was just a useless child. <laughs> and, yeah, he, he, he put it together, was very angry at the fact that he had to make some effort on Christmas morning. <laughs> But to be fair, I, I was over over the moon. Had had I have realised what I could do masturbation wise, I probably would have done that. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, this is before <laughs> the BW. This before, yes, this is before I realised what came out the shoots. Uh, Nineteen eighty four BW. Um, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, did you have this one, mate? No, I didn't. It was definitely one that I desired greatly because. 
you can't help but look at any of the uh, the images that they created for this. Mm. You look at that product photography, you can't help but yeah. like just like fall in love with it. I will say when I eventually did get one as an adult, genuinely it wasn't that long ago. It was probably about sort of... You've been an adult uh, for years, Dave. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but getting one as an adult. Oh, right. Sorry. Getting yeah, one you. as an adult. Yeah. Um, I probably only got one about sort of seven, maybe eight years ago. I, I remember just being surprised that it was a lot smaller than I was expecting it yeah. to be. I don't know why. I just you know thought it'd be a lot bigger. Things always look smaller when you're in a pensioner age. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. My withered hands. Um, but um, things always look smaller next to Mr. But it, Burns. But it, it, it didn't actually take anything away from it because yeah. it, it it just made it like quite cool and compact. But I just always to kind of put it side by side. I always thought it'd be kind of around the same sort of size as the battle tank or something oh, like right. that. Oh right. Yeah. 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 Uh, not, that, I'm not talking like massively bigger, but like bigger than in it that actually scale. Was. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, I suppose you've got the fact that it's like that kind of open top. The figure sits half in, half out. Another classic GI Joe protection avoidance scheme in the design process. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. It's like, uh, do we protect any of our soldiers? No. We'll leave them exposed. Yeah, please ensure that their head is poking out the top of the vehicle, <laughs> so that they can have their, so they can have their head just shot straight off by the by their own quite, missiles. By the way, I also well. quite like the idea that um, if you were like Cobra, all you got to do is get within twenty feet of this, and you're relatively safe. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. they always had this like spearheading. Reverse! They always had this vehicle spearheading the GI Joe attack in places, as well, didn't they? It was always the first kind of vehicle in, and it's uh, and then. But as soon as it's used all of its missiles, it's pretty useless. It's it's a, a bit, the, yeah. There's no it's a bit... there's, there's no machine gun, is there? There's no kind of added secondary weapon. No, you go in, fire uh, twelve missiles, <laughs> and then realise that you just as well kill yourself because you're you're a bit because <laughs> you're f-ed, you're exposed and. F-ed. And that person, yeah. the person who is exposed and f***ed in this case, is Hunter, uh, a repaint of the GI Joe Cobra officer. Hunter originally came with zero accessories, but the figure was later released in the US as a convention exclusive, along with the Cobra officer's accessories. So is yeah, codename Hunter. Do you want, actually do you want to read this out, Eddie? Yeah, sure. Can sure. you? Can, uh, are you, are you um, on the dock? I, I'm. I'm able to read. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where, where, where am I starting from? Uh, code name, uh, oh, and code then name. and then if you do his bio okay. as well, so oh, okay. to, to do all that kind In of good stuff. In a Mexican accent. Um, okay. My name is Hunter. <laughs> My name is Rodrigo Chico. Um, right. <laughs> code name Hunter. Personal name Rodriguez Chico. Action Force code number AF three four two nine nine six. Right, I'll, I'll get back to basics now. Primary military specialty is uh, missile assault. Sexual assault. Sexual assault. Yep. And fingering. Uh, <laughs> secondary military specialty... <laughs> mechanics. <laughs> mechanics, yeah. Mike and Tank the mechanics, me- yep. <laughs> Tank mechanics and... Uh, is Looking ways- back <laughs> over my shoulder. Sorry, that's a Mike and Mechanics song, and it quite and it goes because he'll be looking back as the missiles fly out and take his head off. Sorry, carry on. Yes, uh, his birthplace, uh, interestingly enough, is the same as our, <laughs> our very own Eric Arana, uh, Mexico City. Brilliant. Uh, bio, his bio is ex Mexican bandit uh, who stole from the rich to give to the boar, uh, given asylum by Action Force. 
However, he's still wanted by certain Mexican authorities. That's why he always keeps his mask on. During sex. <laughs> During sex, yes. Because <laughs> uh, he has horrific herpes. Responded <laughs> uh, well to actual force training and looks certain to earn an early grave. Uh, no, earn an early parole. <laughs> he's one tough hombre, but has a heart of gold. That's perfect. That's, that's yes. the best. That's the, probably one of the best bios I think I've ever read. Yeah, uh, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that confuse me. Uh, one, a Mexican bandit. Yes. Uh, is his name El Guapo from <laughs> uh, The Three Amigos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a oh, that was such a good movie. Yeah. We're the Three uh, Amigos, aren't we? We are. Yes, the, the Three Agagos. <laughs> the Three Apedos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's not being. I'm not. That that's staying in. That is oh, that staying in. Stayed. The three apedos. Anyway, right. Yeah. So that's that's Hunter. What do you guys think of Hunter as a character? Just going back to the seriousness of the uh, figure <laughs> review. The seriousness of the figure review. Dave, go first, please. <laughs> Dave, he's got to compose himself. Par exemple. <laughs> Do you think he, uh, that's French for for example, do you think that he um, it, like, it is enough of a distance from the repainted Cobra officer? As a toy, absolutely. Um, I think he's, you know, looks different. You know, the, 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 the color scheme that they apply to him yeah. is enough to not look the same Got you. and right to fit in with other SAS toy characters cool. so i think that absolutely as the myth behind you know the mythology behind the character that was created for it absolutely not because yeah. the sas was supposed to be the 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 sort of military elite uh you know the best of the best yeah and this is um uh, an outlaw with a heart of gold you know he, he doesn't really kind of i mean i mean he he if if, if you went with that he could have got into perhaps like say Z Force or, or, or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not what was supposed to be the the strike team that operated behind enemy lines, you know, that yeah. were you know, all all were were carefully selected and hand picked from like the world's sort of like elite fighting units and things like that to compose this 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 one sort of like uh specialized unit. It yeah. it, it doesn't really kind of fit in at that point. Um, His C V looks a little bit like lean doesn't it yeah or resume as the americans would say just in case any i was gonna say i don't really understand how um like a mexican bandit who is basically um el roberto hood uh robbing from the rich robinho hood robinho hood uh, could possibly join the SAS. I'm I'm pretty sure. The, Do you think the they SAS... they they caught him as he was trying to like lift some of the Wolverine rockets? You know, <laughs> to their goes. Hmm, yeah. Maybe I'll sell these yeah. to the local militia to raise money to then give to the poor or something like that. We should have possibly. We, yeah, yeah. We should have asked it, Eric. It makes no sense. We should have asked Aranya. This is it. <laughs> This is it. Maybe Aranya was actually the fence. You know, maybe, maybe you know he, he was the go-to guy to um, sort of sell this stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've got I some must ballistic admit, missiles. <laughs> I must looking admit, to move. I must admit the it, it is a little bit far-fetched even for 
for Action Force. But I've been I've having I've like been reading the comics for obviously you know for one because I like love the comics, but two because of research and um, like the the stories that he's been involved in, he doesn't really get that much of a deep background story it's only really in the uh bio and a couple of other little data files that you get anything of of you know of his of his kind of real background so it's 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 a shame that they couldn't really go into more detail with that the reason being of course because what we get what we get shortly after the wolverine ss wolverine with hunter we get the wolverine version 2 with tunup so in 1985, the Wolverine was re- repainted in green, and obviously due to the introduction of Cobra as the main villain, Hunter, who looked too similar to the Cobra officer in a, in a, in a sense, was switched for Tunup as the driver. So it comes boxed, the classic red and yellow colour scheme in a picture box format, and you get Tunup. So uh, in, the, in, in this case, is effectively a swivel arm 1983 rock and roll from G.I. Joe. It uh, was used as the driver for the second version, and... Do you want Dave? Do you want to take this one? As in, do you want to Joy. go through <laughs> go through the code name and the bio for uh, turn up, and then we'll start talking about this version. All right. So I'm totally doing this in a Swedish accent. Wow. Well, we'll be the judges of that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, no, it's well, happen. all right. Yeah, Jamaican turn slash up. Pakistan. Yeah. Formerly a combat the Go on then, Dave. <laughs> Codename Tanup. Speciality Wolverine Driver. Born Malmo, Sweden. Formerly a getaway driver with a gang of bank robbers. Oh, they get, man. They get You're the spotting worst. a theme here. Yeah, definitely. Jeez. You know, own, own, own not trustworthy people drive Wolverines. No. So, what, what would that make cover, girl? Oh, yeah, just a slut. A slut. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> Tunup tun reformed character to combat the evil Cobra commander following the brother... Oh, sorry. Following the murder of his brother by Cobra troopers. He is now one of Action Force's most proficient drivers of tracked vehicles. Tunup lives his life at high speed and yet always appears to be in control. Now, might Ooh. I just ask... What is the top speed of this thing compared to other vehicles? I reckon, I reckon about 30 miles an hour, if you're lucky. <laughs> I, I, I think it can probably outstrip a milk float over 20 miles. <laughs> Anyone but Ernie. I can just imagine a milk yes. float like that um, that one in G.I. Joe Retaliation that Roadblock drives. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> put like a milk float with all the milk on the back and everything. Like gunning it around the, the houses, trying to get milk to people. But it's, they're it's all just trash. doing handbrake turns and like ricocheting like <laughs> milk bottles into like people's faces. Oh my goodness! Like, I'm blind. And yeah, instead of the missiles, <laughs> he's firing. He's firing all the milk at people. Anyway, that sounds great. That's is nicht gut. So we we didn't really have the Wolverine for what for Hunter for very long, did we? What was that? A couple one of year. years. Yeah, one year. So you end up with. Uh, a much closer version to the G.I. Joe Wolverine and we also get basically rock and roll uh, as a driver yes. okay any any thoughts on this uh, uh, any reasons why Dave go for it well I was I was going to say Eddie did you have did you then get the Wolverine sorry with, I, with time I, up I, actually um, I did I did get this the following year I remember Christmas. you saying and um, I was 
slightly disappointed in the fact that my my parents decided to get me the same vehicle in a different <laughs> color. Uh, and I, I do remember thinking, not not the word, <laughs> but something along those lines. Thanks, you uh, bunch of. <laughs> did you say that? Yeah, pretty. Something. Yeah, something similar to that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, going to my just, room. Yeah, I'm just going to go to my room after you've put this together, Dad, because I'm still a useless child. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. At this point, you were like, Dad, can you put this together, please, and just see if it like clicks that he remembers. I've done this before. Or something. <laughs> and then, and then once you're standing, burning your eyes into him. Yeah. No, once he's put it now. together, I just, I just smash it. On the floor, in a, in a fit of childish rage. Won't you be freak. needing this other one. You, <laughs> why'd you get me a green one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I, I was slightly disappointed that, that I got the same thing twice. But, however, however, turn up, I really, really loved the figure. Yeah, he was blonde for a start and had a beard. Nothing yeah. else kind of was similar to that for me at the time. So it kind of made that something really really different yeah if that makes any sense at all totally and and i, I really I, re- I really love that in the end and i kind of it's, well, it's to be fair it's just a great toy so but we're having turn up with it was was just something new yeah. something new and i, and I think in the, in the end I, I i did love it a little bit I, it's, apart from the first disappointment yeah so the fact that they switched out i mean ss was still going wasn't it at that stage yeah oh yeah 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 so could, you could pretty much buy everything from uh, the first series, I think, at the, at the time. Yeah. 85, because there was so much surplus stock, I think. Yeah. In, in in probably more cases, it was probably easier to get the older stuff than it was to get the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, genuinely, I only remember seeing like the jointed figures twice at my local Toy Master. And the reason is, I, you know, I remember that is because you just didn't see them all the time. Yeah. We didn't see them at all in Norfolk. It was... You'd only you get the odd kind of box vehicle, and you'd get a, f- a few kind of you know th- for the most part. The first time we started seeing the GI Joe kind of Hasbro design was on the Action Force Hasbro card. Like you, it was very rare to see any of this stuff in shops. I mean, I I only seem to remember getting from the sort of '85 range was the Turn Up and the Wolverine, yeah, Cobra Officer, right, Destro, okay, yeah, and a Cobra Trooper. I think that's all I got, but that's all I ever saw. Yeah. At the time, there was—I mean, there was loads. That apparently, there was loads of stuff out, wasn't there? I mean, you had the Sky Striker was out, wasn't it? As um. Yeah. The Claw that was out as a Action yeah. Force, you know, branded uh, vehicle. With I mean, you know, in, in terms of the newest, like the stuff that was shifting over towards GI Joe repaints. I think the thing is, is that um, in, in the sort of mid eighties that. We're still buying Star Wars toys and everything else, and, and Transformers and Masters Transformers of the Universe. My parents yeah. only had a limited amount of money, so I would never have got everything that I wanted. Yeah, so yeah. it was always I have I can have one of those. Yeah, yeah. Make your choice on the yeah, spot. Yeah. So, and 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 it's very di- difficult decisions to make, really. I think and at that age. Yeah, so that and you were really into Barbie at the time as well, weren't you? So yes, uh, I was very much into Barbie. <laughs> In inside Barbie, I, I was very much inside Barbie. I used to to, to cut little holes. Moving on. I haven't finished yet. I oh, go on then. That's what I used to say to Barbie anyway. 
Okay. Carry okay. On. Uh, continuing <laughs> the figure of you, we're going to squeeze off into the comics appearances <laughs> uh, and look at where um, Hunter, the Wolverine, and of course Tunup and his Wolverine make appearances. The first appearance of Hunter and the Wolverine came in the 1984 micro comic, originally presented with Battle Action Force number 480. The comic highlights the different teams as they battle against Baron Ironblood and the Red Shadows. Each vehicle out at the time highlighted with a single panel each. The Wolverine is shown firing off one of its missiles whilst in motion and also shows an explosion that may or may not have been caused by a previous missile from the track vehicle. There is no other info given about the driver. So that's the first appearance that we see, but then the actual first kind of bit of proper comic writing bringing the character to life a little bit and actually showing the vehicle in in, in action more than one panel was in Battle Action Force number 504 and 505 during Operation Claymore in 1984 to 1985. Uh, this is one of Dave's favourites, I believe. Two SS soldiers and a few paratroopers are on manoeuvres in the Scottish Highlands when they accidentally stumble across a plan by Baron Ironblood to seal off the area. They use the facade of a massive costumed historical military reenactment festival so as not to worry the populace. Um, Hunter and the... Wo- I've tried to write it in such a way that it doesn't sound mental, but it just sounds more mental. Hunter and the Wolverine turn up towards the end of the story to help the outnumbered soldiers turn the tide against the Red Shadows. Hunter finally gets some dialogue as well, which reinforces his Mexican nationality. Dave, you have talked about this this particular comic in the past, haven't you, um, as, as one of your favourites? Yes. It is... Bonkers. An, an epic tale that is so ridiculous, it's amazing. So, effectively... Red Shadows posing as... Redcoats, aren't they? Yeah, r- like uh, redcoats right, for a historical battle <laughs> type thing. Butlins redcoats. <laughs> and, and then you had like um, the Heidi Heidi crew turn up. And <laughs> in, is it Ian McShane? Oh, don't. You know, this yeah, just, means, this just means more work for the show notes. <laughs> he, he, he decided to have a teddy boy uh, oh, face-off that, that with hair. like... Uh, the Kraken yeah. and of joy, and then and then um, was it Edith or whatever? None of this uh, happens in the comic, by the way, listeners. This is all. <laughs> b- the Red Shadows take over a Scottish town, and they're all dressed as historical reenactment soldiers, and nobody realizes that those guys are all dead. It's really the Red Shadows. Uh, but this, what is quite cool about it, is that this is almost like the defining centerpiece for the SAS, because pretty much every single character is used in the story, and more or less every single bit of equipment as well. Yeah. So like the Panthers in there. Yeah. Uh, the Wolverines in there. It was like just epic. It went on for about two years, it felt like. You know, it was just always there. And that's how they managed to get every single character in because when they started off, there was no SAS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but by the time, you know, the, all the products were coming out, they'd already been probably moved on to like Duke and that guys by, you know, yeah. before the story had ended. Well, actually, that was the last time we saw Hunter and the Wolverine in, uh, in, co- in that kind of comic structure. And then we move right into the the version 2 Wolverine and Tun Up in the Terror of Cobra Battle Action Force 1985 Holiday Special. The Wolverine appears in the comics but this time without Hunter and instead in the version 2 green repaint. Even though the panels are in black and white, so 
I can't tell you if it's the green repaint or not, but it's definitely turned up as the driver. <laughs> the change had to be made to the story as Cobra had taken over as the main antagonist, and seeing as Hunter shared the same build and figure design as the Cobra officer, it made sense to retire him and update the Wolverine in the process. Tunup isn't mentioned, but now we see a large number of Wolverines taking the fight to Cobra. Moving through the comics, Death Beam, Battle Action Force 1986 annual. Cobra set up a number of fake targets to keep Action Force busy while Cobra Commander's true plan to take over an orbital power station remains hidden. Action Force work out Cobra's real plan to use the power station as a death beam and the fight turns to space. Tunup gets his mention and some minor dialogue as his Wolverine clears a path through a security fence allowing Tripwire and Gung-Ho to reach an explosive device attached to the reactor at one of the dummy sites. This one I always remember and I think it's because it's in that um, 86 annual and I remember the annuals I, I really really loved because in like every now and again you get the kind of glossy a picture like the product catalog stuff wouldn't yeah, you and yeah. all like laid out in really cool ways and you know the uh, wolverine always sticks out as one um that you know was in that on that kind of um that kind of glossy kind of picture with ton up in there and i because i knew of rock and roll and and had and kind of missed ton up i lo- used to look at that and go but that's that's rock and roll why is it ton up you know and then I, that was when i first started realizing that they were doing the kind of repaints and stuff like that. I was a very slow ah. child, very slow child. But that um, that panel, obviously, I, I always remember Tripwire kind of like not diffusing the bomb, but just getting it off the reactor Palming and it off, basically yeah. giving it to Gung Ho to deal with. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's... It throws it, doesn't he? Yeah, it blows it, up. It's so like, it was so unprofessional, but at the same time, there's a lot of kind of character to it and a lot of like, you know... Yeah, and and we and again we see the the Wolverine there kind of just basically crush a fence. That's it. That's pretty much it. So continuing through, Tunup and the Wolverine get involved in another major story during the big battle, which was originally printed in the Battle Action Force 1986 holiday special. A lone Cobra hyena is spotted in Alaska. So Tunup and Snowjob, shout out to Gary Godso, are sent out to intercept in the Wolverine. Cobra capture the men and Action Force have to rescue them. A number of Wolverines are shown in the story as Action Force storm the Cobra stronghold. So they're really pushing the Wolverine at this stage and almost i'd say uh is 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 a good little technique in making kids want more than just one version or making them think that the if they've already got the sas wolverine they can kind of still use it in their play patterns and stuff like that by having more than one of these kind of vehicles so a nice nice little kind of technique there marketing technique to get kids to buy more than one version of something is that something you guys ever did did you ever kind of not army build as such but did you vehicle build at any point it never really occurred to me as a kid that you could do that yeah were you a very slow child as well, Dave? Like me, <laughs> the slowest. But you know, beyond beyond this, but yeah, even with like Star Wars, I, I I got I ended up getting a second stormtrooper because I lost my first one, and I felt guilty about the fact that I've got like a, another stormtrooper. It didn't fit, you know, fit, figure to me, even though it's all on the packaging that you got like loads of stormtroopers on, you know, all on the, the Death the, Star and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, um, you know, with the, the, within the toy packaging. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and same with like Red Shadows and Cobra Troopers. I know I really, 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 really wanted a Cobra Officer. I had a Cobra Trooper, and I really wanted a Cobra Officer. But even then, I I, I kind of feel remember feeling this kind of like 
guilt pang about mm. having something that I've kind of already got yeah. when I don't have all the others. So yeah, I, ne- I never, I never troop build, and I certainly never had more than one vehicle type. See, I, I, I was the same as you on that. Uh, it would never sort of spring into my my mind to have more than one of the same figure. Yeah. I was more in- I was more interested in 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 the the terminology of got 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 yeah want, yeah need, need got, shiny swaps got shot <laughs> and, and looking at the back <laughs> yeah and looking yeah. at the back of the cards and thinking I need that figure next I want that figure next yeah yeah I wouldn't think but my cousin Simon his parents uh, would buy him army builders wow so go at his house and he he had like. 20 um, Hoth Stormtroopers and things like that. And I, I f***ing hated him. I hate him. I hate him to this day, actually. <laughs> Even though you've probably got more toys than him now than yeah, he ever but saw. That, yeah. But that's, that's irrelevant. I, I still hate him. I, yeah, I, I used to love like putting teams together with G.I. Joe figures and have like all my Arctic guys together, all the Tiger Force guys together, or you know, that kind of thing. And then have like little kind of special missions kind of teams that I'd kind of hand pick every now and again. Or, like, you know, the kind of masks style when they when like how we used to do with uh, you know, how clothes Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Vehicle code name, penis. And um, <laughs> that kind of thing. What's, what's Peter in it? <laughs> penis in it. Um, it's penis in it. Um, so yeah, I kind of uh, plus obviously the money involved in having to army build vehicles. Do you know what I mean? That's it's that's not your ridiculous. money, Chris. Don't worry about yeah, it. it was, yeah, me mams uh, and dads. So moving on, moving on into the last comic that we see uh, the Wolverine in is in 1986 during the story Battleground. That's in Battle Action Force 602. So we see it very briefly during a training exercise. Once again, it's described as the spearhead during a ground assault. And then that's it. That's pretty much all we get in terms of the story, visual, you know, visual depiction, comic story stuff. There are, however, a number of other different things, different bits and pieces that we've gathered together during massive, massive researches from uh, from our team of That is Combat Files and Data Files, we'll start with those. Originally published in Battle Action Force from 84 to 85, these short combat files uh, with one single visual header highlighted specific characters or vehicles in a snappy little story that helped build backgrounds and ongoing feuds. In relation to the vehicle and character we are covering today, we see Hunter and the Wolverine taking on Red Jackal and the Hyena, also shown, we'll put on the show notes and make sure you guys have a good look at this, is the comic cover that the story appeared in. Um, really cool, short little story, but again, it's the art that I really like on this one. You've got the hyena and red jackal kind of appearing from the left-hand side, bottom corner, but in a really kind of like dramatic kind of um, you know visual appearance. It's really cool. And then you've got a really good shot, and a shot that I haven't really seen a style drawn anyway of the uh, of the wolverine have, have you can you guys see that at the moment uh yes i just love that kind of style the the from the front a little bit kind of you know angular uh and obviously they're just kind of going at each other like a hammer and tongs also we have um for you guys to have a look at as well from 1983 to 84 
Battle Action Force contained data files on select characters and vehicles that highlighted their qualities, abilities and specs. These files often mimic the information on the boxes and file cards for the toys. In this particular data file, we see Hunter and a has a sombrero-wearing Chico Rodriguez riding a horse <laughs> in a place we can only assume is Mexico. Mm. Again, if you you've guys you've seen the data file before, but again, this kind of gives you a little bit more background in a more, but in this case, in a visual sense of what chico rodriguez actually looks like not as hunter well i was gonna say it 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 certainly stays away from the stereotype i feel um which is good which is good because these are impressionable young kids you know that may that may grow up to being men childs um with stupid sense of humor Sorry, Karen. I, I have to do this every now and again just so I can put the music in the background and it sounds really funny. Gay child. <laughs> bum child. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> Look at the way you've been bummed. Uh, right. Oh, God. That's all coming out. Go. Go. You were saying, Dave, about um, Chico Rodriguez. Yeah, I was saying it it, it doesn't um, reinforce the stereotype, <laughs> which is the or, or the opposite of that. Yeah, um, it's but again, it's something that it's it's the only time we really see him with you know not as in his kind of like hunter gear. So uh, that's kind of interesting. We also have adverts or yeah advertisements or advertisements <laughs> as the t- Americans say. I'm kidding. I've just been with a lot of Americans today. A lot of patriotic America kind of guys. Um, from 1983 to 1986, <laughs> Battle Action Force contains some pretty cool advertising. Uh, we get a glimpse of the Wolverine with turn up on this particular advert for reserving your copy of the comic for use in shops. Did you guys ever use these? Did you guys ever reserve comics using these kind of like cut out? I like to think that my mum did. I think she just went down to the news agent and said, can we have this delivered with our newspaper? Because <laughs> I, I used to get it delivered. That's I awesome. I was very lucky. I, I, had, I had Battle Action Force and Transformers. That's awesome. And um, We would take a trip they, they, to the post office. They, That's what they, they would write tree on the back of the, the comic. Mini Picard, they used to write the back. <laughs> and, and, and normally, you know, following, like, uh, little <laughs> or, or you know something along those lines um, but uh, yeah and then it, it, it would get delivered with the newspaper uh, each week that's cool man I'd, I'd be really up for that get, getting that bad boy through the through the old post well you, well, you got you got to remember as well that relatively speaking in the middle of nowhere so yeah yeah uh, it was probably about an issue from about four months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the time it got to us. We would have to, like, go to the post office um, just down the road. It was a kind of like a newsagent's post office type setup, and um, only a small town, a uh, small village called Munsley. Um, small town boy. Or Munsley. <laughs> okay, that's, that's another bit of music I can put in there. Um, uh, run away, get away, run away, get away, run away. <laughs> Uh, I don't need to now it's in um, and yeah that would be one of the ones where you kind of go in and say uh, yeah we want this in but I'd, I'd never use one of these actual kind of forms or anything like that which I kind of I'm, I'm kind of upset I didn't use them uh, did you ever use those Eddie? No 
Did you read the comics, mate? As a as a nipper, I I, I read one or two, but I was more interested in um, um, girls, <laughs> wizard and chips, girls. Uh, vagina. I was more interested in vaginas. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, I'm I was still very not interested, interested in... in vaginas. Sorry, carry on. I was very I was very interested in porn. Um, no, I, jazz I, I, mags. I'm joking. Yes, Razzle. over forties. Over forties. Yes. <laughs> got a jazz mag each week. A, j- a jizzer. Yeah. Could you a jazz imagine mag that being the scent? <laughs> And your dad's saying no. That's Everyone's the, going round to Eddie's. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, the next thing we're looking at is called Beat the Enemy. <laughs> t- strangely, oh. that's what I used to call it. Amazing. Beating the yeah. enemy. Yeah, I used to beat the enemy off every week. I used to tear the head and, off it. Yeah, the winner was the one that made it leak at the he- at the head. Oh my god. Yeah. It was Over brutal. a biscuit. Just love it. Bad cobra. Bad cobra. <laughs> Bad cobra. <laughs> Beat the enemy. Naughty snake. Cobra Kawanga. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah so uh, yeah. So we also get competitions, uh, so as well as adverts, comics, and data files. The image of Hunter and his SAS Wolverine are used in this competition giveaway, where one lucky participant can win complete Action Force and Baron Ironblood sets, plus a hundred runner-up prizes. I used to enter these kind of things all the time and never won them ever. You also see the same image in colour. We've we've got both of these on the uh, the actual cover the cover of the comic that this advert came in. They use a very similar cover, but there's obviously you know it's in colour this one, so it's it's much better and slightly different in actual fact. But again, we'll show both of these. They're really really cool. And yeah, that's um, Hunter and the Wolverine. We see Tunup and his Wolverine in the full in a fun competition called Duke's Tough Tests, which I which I remember. Um, in the annual and just absolutely loved this and I didn't know any of the answers because uh, well I knew some of them I knew I knew ton up but only because it was a, in the product catalogue like two pages away we also got sticker sheets so every now and then you would receive free gifts with your Action Force comics this is really like you know we, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here but it does they just have literally the names uh, as a sticker and Wolverine is one of those little names so you could have defaced your uh, your parents house with those stickers no 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 do you know do you know what the point behind that was uh to put on the vehicle cuz it no no cuz this, this this would have been before your time so to speak chris that's fair enough but, but the the whole point of that was to take your Z Force SAS and what have you, and then update the, yeah, oh, the right. new, new colours. Ah. So if you think about it, you had like the C line and like the Q, you know, in, in Q Force stickers, but then all of a sudden they're bringing out the C line again with like this new livery, and these sticker sheets were like a halfway house to for you to like convert all your old ones to like the 85 AF range. Oh nice. I just I can see Duke saying it on the front cover now, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so so my Fang, sorry, my Hawk for example, yeah. I then restickered to then be a Cobra Fang. Or even though it had like the yellow highlights of like the cannon and the yeah. the engine roll cage and that. Yeah. But um I remember doing that because I, I was a little bit cheesed off to be honest. Um because you know, I, I felt confused and conflicted. Like, what do I do with all these different things? What are these feelings um, I'm having? Where is yeah. where's this funny? Why is this funny downy hair appearing on my chest and my penis? Sorry, Karen. Why is it turning grey? Why do I not have hair? Why do I not have hair on my head? <laughs> why, yeah, exactly. why is it falling out of my head and and then sticking to my body as it falls down my back? Yeah. Why um, have I got all this why hair? Why do I have? 
Why do I look like an American werewolf in London? It changed. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that that that. So you had the names printed on there, which weren't on those original sticker sheets for those vehicles. Yeah. But I think it was there to like kind of connect the dots to like, oh, we'll just slap this on there, and yeah, then yeah. you are saying these. So if you think about it, the ones that they're naming, I think, were all the repurposed ones. Yeah. Hang so on. you got the Wolverine, the Sea Lion, the Battle Tank, the Troop Carrier, Swordfish, Action Force Command, Action Force Top Secret, and Action Force Defense. On yeah, a triad so, as well, triad as well. So with, with the exception of Top Secret and Defense, all of those were sort of Z-Force SAS Q-Force vehicles yeah. for you to, to update. Awesome. I, I definitely used all the, the bullet holes. I thought they were wicked. Rusty bullet hole. Yeah. <laughs> we also get posters and other covers kind of to dump in this little kind of section. So again, you guys can have a look at these really cool things. Some of the poster art on these are just awesome. And I really like the cover of that holiday special. It's so, so dark. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's it's like a, a kind of style that I, I just hadn't seen at that stage. I need to actually find out who actually drew that. Because uh, do you know who did that? Do you know the artist for that cover? No, I'll have not to do off some, the top of my head. I'll have to do some research on that. But you, again, you can see the Wolverine in the background on like the hill firing its missiles off, getting ready to basically be useless for the rest of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, I'm done, I'm going home. And we've also got like a, like a Good huge, luck, <laughs> a huge fold-out like lengthways poster which has all of the vehicles on it. I, I have I have a copy of that poster. That's a beauty, that is. Uh, and the, the one on the left, the Rover Skull one, I have that as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, the Robo Skull one's gorgeous as well, isn't it? I really like that. Very, very very cool actually really really cool posters i still love those okay brilliant so that uh, basically brings us to the end of the figure review and we will again like i said we'll have all those pictures for you guys to have a uh, butcher's hook at on the facebook page and that's pretty much it so we will swiftly move on the baroness has located the broadcast energy transmitter Action Force can't stop us from capturing it now. They're off balance and undermanned. So now that you know, the boss has decided to bring you in with us into our own little club. Boss Fight Builds is a brand new segment with modern era figures that are on the agenda. Custom kit bashing without the need for cash and painted on heads to remove vintage tashes. So join Eric, Dave, Andrew and Katrina as they explain how they made cesspool meaner or how to create the SAS squad leader or any of the Action Force characters in the era. So make a cup of tea, sit back and relax while Boss Fight applies the decals and paint apps. Switch around legs, crotches, arms and heads. Helmets, guns, knives, accessories and backpacks. This is the mission, should you accept or not? No matter the weather, whether it's cold or hot. So remember if you customize or just enjoy the spot, it pays to know. The boss really likes you a lot. Fight.
Joining us tonight on this particular build of the SAS Wolverine Driver Hunter is the enigmatic Eric Aranya. Firstly, how are you, sir, and what have you been up to? Um, I'm doing well. I uh, am working on some secret projects for Boss Fight that nobody can know about just yet. <laughs> nice. And, not even uh, Boss Fight. <laughs> yeah, not, not even Boss Fight. <laughs> I don't even know what they are. We're getting ready to receive at the the time of this recording we're getting ready to receive the first half of the kickstarter shipment so nice. we'll be spending the next couple of weeks packing and shipping stuff and we literally do think it will take us two to three weeks to do wow i mean our kickstarter supporters are the numbers were pretty high so it's uh yeah it's going to be a little time consuming which uh, is fine wow yeah i suppose it's a double-edged sword right yeah yeah i mean it's worth it <laughs> so we'll be doing that and um what are the uh, characters in that first wave eric first series that we will be getting in it has the f the first wave which is medusa the spartan warrior the yeah. cursed spartan the stone spartan yeah, and yeah. uh the coral snake yeah. um it also includes black racer I believe Black Racer and... Talos? Yeah, Talos. Unfortunately, the Celestial... <laughs> there was one thing not done on the Celestials that we got to finish before she can be shipped. Oh, that before the, the two-pack can be shipped. There's actually a bunch of characters like that that are yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Close. There's like one helmet or one... we Weapon that didn't get that didn't get uh, produced yet. Yeah. So in, in the quantities we need. So the figures are sitting there ready to be packed up and carted and thrown in a box to ship here. Like, so that, like, that's the thing when, when Chinese New Year's over and they, the factory workers come back, it's going to be very fast for them to plug through the second half of the shipment because Fantastic. a lot of it is already done. In, in addition to that, Dave Proctor has actually been in China at the factory for the past three and a half weeks, <laughs> four weeks. And wow. He is now in Singapore with his family, but after that, he will be going back to China to oversee wow. the rest of the production run. Um, it, it just it got to a point where we're 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 we're, be, we're such perfectionists. We want these toys to be so good. We don't want anyone to get stuff in their hands that's not our that's not up to our our high standards sure, and our standards sure. are ridiculously high we would get the stuff and we'd go okay we need to make these changes and then we're realizing that it takes us two or three days to make comments on 50 something figures yeah to go through all the figures and play with we have to play with multiple versions of each figure to make sure like if you pick up one and its legs are loose but you pick up the next five and their legs are fine that's yeah. fine yeah that that'll happen but if you pick up five and their legs are loose, there's a problem. Yeah. So, like, that's what we were running into is there were all these little things and things that weren't a problem with our last set of samples, but they're a problem now. Well, how does that happen? So it just got to a point where we realized by the time we made comments, sent all the comments back, possibly fixed some item, actual physical items, and shipped them back and said, no, this is how they need to be. Yeah. And then they made the changes and sent them back to us. It was taking, like, weeks and weeks each time. Yeah, yeah. So it was finally decided that one of us should just go there and spend a couple weeks. Makes sense. And Dave is the one who speaks Mandarin, so he got, he got wow. thrown under the bus. Wow. Not just that, but I would probably argue that Dave is one of those people, he's one of the most... OCD when it comes to the um, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to the figures too, isn't he? Like more so than I think the rest of the crew. From from my experience of being around you guys, 
he was always the one that would pack everything away and put everything like get everything ready to go to shows and stuff like that just catches way more subtlety stuff than we do um that's a nice have... way of putting it yeah that's that's <laughs> Um, it's a good thing though like it's something we do need one of us has to be that guy yeah by the way i love dave he's amazing he's all right uh <laughs> <laughs> no we all love dave his attention to detail is is a strength in yeah. this sort of situation he's also like a master engineer so he can pick up a figure and if and if it's not working right he can look at it and go this is why it's not working yeah right. yeah because this hole is at a, like a 50 degree angle and it should be at a 45 degree angle. Otherwise, the arm's not going to fit in there correctly. Like he he picks all that stuff up like within seconds yeah. of looking at it. And, I, and that's... I, I, to, to be fair, I'm the same when I look at holes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you told me what was wrong with my hole when I was there for Roll at Roll Call. And that, well, thank you. Well, that to, was... to, be, to, to be fair, having your hole on a 45 degree angle did make it easier for my arm to go in. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's staying in, and that's oh, what Eddie yeah. said as well. <laughs> yeah, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, coming back to your um to or to Dave's OCD. Yeah. So I mean, we're you know we're we're doing the best and fastest we can, and what what we realized is it was taking too long to not have one of us there just fixing yeah, their yeah. problems as they happen. We've also had some other absolute impossible to predict trip ups the last like two months. And it was things like one of the tools got broken and we had to re they they had to remake it. So that yeah. was two weeks of them cutting new steel because a tool got broken. Wow. And it was uh, you know, stuff like that like would happen and it was like, oh my God, what do you mean? Like and the tool that got broken actually had um, it had multiple items in it, like pieces. Oh goodness! That come with almost all of the figures. <laughs> Typical. So it's like it couldn't be like a tool of like the scimitar type looking sword that like only comes with three guy like three figures. Yeah, you know, it yeah. has the piece that comes with almost like the pieces that come with almost every figure. How did it get broken? Was that like a overuse type thing because it's used so many times? Yeah, it, it looked like there was a flaw. Uh, it was just a, again an unforeseen like yeah, yeah. flaw in the construction of it that made it when the slide was going in and out it damaged it. It wow. actually broke a piece of the tool off. And and also on top of that it was like a piece that was okay, the the tool was the helmets. <laughs> wow. It was the helmets, and the helmets come with almost everybody except for, for like, the Gorgons. Yeah, yeah. So, and it wasn't all the helmets that got broken, but it was, like, two or three of them, but the whole tool had to be rebuilt. Oh. And it was, uh, the helmet is a subtle piece because it has to be the right material and the right thickness, and it's it's not an easy piece. Like, helmets are one of the more difficult pieces to get because it's got to fit around the head and the hair and yeah. the, everything. And we Dave and Fred worked really hard to get the helmets to fit nearly every single head that we have no matter what kind of hair or beard or whether it's a gorgon or a human or whatever like the helmets wow. fit almost every single figure and that's really difficult to get yeah. <laughs> that's a subtle, that is a very subtle thing to work out so testament to their sculpting genius then y yeah yeah that's good that's 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 you know i mean i'm really looking forward to getting these this, this first kind of set i think it's uh 
you. It's really good what you guys are doing with this as well. The fact that you've had these problems and yet you're, you've you've come up with a way to at least take the edge off for some of the people, you know, the, some of the Kickstarter guys that have been waiting to kind of give them this like little, you know, here you go, here's a taste and then give it a month and you'll have everything in hand. So it, it, it's kind of, it's definitely going to be worth the wait as well. I've seen these figures in first hand and they, they look incredible and they feel incredible and yeah they're, they're gonna i think people are gonna be blown away by these i hope so or blown they might just get blown moving on to your hunter build then eric do you want to take us through what you did with the mexican action force wolverine driver <laughs> is he is he mexican yes yeah, chico rodriguez yeah. baby <laughs> Uh, this is this is one of the reasons we got you on because obviously you're an expert in the uh, <laughs> mexican field <laughs> It's what Eric's, Eric's for all Eric's the listeners gone. at home, Chris is completely convinced that I'm Mexican for some reason. Totally convinced. <laughs> it's because it's because you're loco, Holmes. <laughs> that, that's why. It's that massive hat you wear. You know, the sombrero <laughs> and that kind of poncho and thing. And the machete you walk around yeah, with. Yeah, and that horse you ride. Floody, the <laughs> disco king. Floody, the disco king. <laughs> I love private jokes. I love that no one apart from maybe five or six people will understand that, and that is how it's going to be. Private jokes should have been what you guys named the uh, commander. <laughs> I like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we're so, that's his code name. Mm-hmm. That's great. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so your build, your, hun your hunter, take us through him. Okay, so um, he's I mean he's pretty. I mean, Hunter's basically a repainted Cobra officer, which is which is really kind of odd because well, that, on that the ruins state, the figure review. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> on the state side, he uh, it's weird to see that mold used for uh, not a Cobra character. Yeah, you know, like I don't know if that makes sense. Like it's just kind of yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, but it's still like it's such a great it's such a great the original Cobra officer tool is such a great figure so I I went real simple there, there's a couple of easy ways you could go with this guy I went real simple and just used uh, one of the commando sweater snake eyes figures yeah a Cobra trooper head with uh, you know uh, 30th Cobra trooper head and helmet and the uh, harness from if I can remember right that came with the retaliation snake eyes from the three pack yes it works really well doesn't it yeah it it, it, it kind of gives some nice uh callbacks to the original cobra trooper i uh harness so i um i mean you could easily use the co the 25th anniversary cobra trooper har cobra officer harness yeah but uh i wanted to update him and kind of i i like to keep the figures more of a poc style yeah sure want to do customs so um he's got i you know i repainted it gray that dark blue gray and then i added the blue highlights at the shoulders and the the one single pouch i know of, i love that that the uh <laughs> the, that the figure had and um added a couple of silver highlights for buckles and stuff and then the silver mask i kept the mask silver because if it's not it just doesn't look like him yeah if it's yeah. Just, hey it just looks like a cobra, cobra trooper you know yeah you could also easily, you could really easily do this guy with the Dollar General Cobra right. officer. Yeah. With just, you know, all you'd have to do is paint over the Cobra symbol, the silver Cobra symbol, and paint the mask. And it, that figure's practically already, you know, this this hunter guy anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's so there, I mean, there are multiple ways you could make this figure. Uh, an, another cool way you could make this figure would be using the uh, Flint. If you really wanted to give him like a, a new upgrade, is he could use the uh, flint torso from the fiftieth line. Sure. Where you've got the turtleneck, he's still got the black shirt, but it's like more of a button shirt. 
yeah put any harness over him and stuff the trick to him is the gr- the gray the dark gray needs to have a touch of blue in it because right. the original figure like that gray is like a kind of a blue gray color that he has oh cool nice tip yeah just the tip though just the tip <laughs> Uh, I, I like the color breaks you've got on there like the you know the, the fact that you know you got the knee pads and then the straps on the on the holsters and stuff and the the the, the, the you know putting that blue in there really does make it makes him hunter basically you know it looks amazing dude thank you it's really nice like the it's a really nice update from the figure guys what do you think uh, yeah I love yeah it. i yeah i i think as a modern take on him goes i, th- I think that's pretty much perfect that's what I would envisage, envisage as a as a modern update. I mean, if you saw something like this in the FSS, Dave, you'd probably be cool with that, right? Are you joking? <laughs> I, I I would be like all over this, like a cheap suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> my favorite was released by Funko Pops. Oh, don't! I've had, don't bring that up. Um, <laughs> it might it might get us loads of uh, listeners though. Yeah, maybe. Funko ranting. No, I I love it. And what I love about this, what's really great about the whole boss fight builds, is that every time we see this, it's one person's take. It's like a an in, individual's interpretation. And within what Eric has done here, it doesn't look like a cobra, you know, or yeah, yeah. a cobra trooper. And, and and there's enough difference there for it not to resemble. But there's enough cues in there, like the little hints of the blue, with like the grey and the, and the black for you to you know to act as a signpost so you know what that character is yeah, at a glance straight in, away individualizes him a little bit doesn't it but yeah. you don't think of it like oh man you know it's the, all, all it is is just the repainted cobra officer or the cobra trooper or something like that so yeah, I, yeah. I i i absolutely love it i mean this out of all the things that we do this is always like one of my favorite sections anyway because this is new life into an old brand yeah you know it, it is actually literally like ah and, and like I said, it's one person's interpretation. When you start seeing other people's takes on it as well, it's like, oh, this is great, you know. And you, 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 it completely convinces me that you can, you know, this this stuff is viable. You know, the the parts are there, you know, for for the most part, most part. And you know, you, you these things can be made. You know, all all it needs is is a little nudge in the right direction to 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 see it happen. Yeah, it's it's really neat. I always like yours, Eric, because there's always that kind of uh, updated look to them, like Blades and um, who else did you do as well? Desert oh, Rat. Yeah, the Desert Rat one is insane. Yeah, that that's really cool. Kind of like that. Oh, dusty sorry, look. no, the ones that we've done before. Well, on no, here, no, but that that is one of that is one of Eric's uh, customs. Yeah, the isn't Desert it? Rat. Yeah, because yeah. I love the Desert Rat and 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 I've, Eric was very kind and gave me Sparrowhawk as well, which I love. <laughs> um, I've got that. Arctic With, Assault as well, very cool. Yes. The, yeah, again, that that's that's superb. So yeah, all those kind of updates to these figures, just yeah, they look fantastic. It's just lovely to see these characters. Yeah, like you say, kind of in a you know with new life breathed into them. Yeah, really cool, man. Awesome stuff. That's pretty much it. Anything else you want to add on that, guys? I love you. No, no. Yes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've loved you. I've loved you. Amazing. <laughs> Thank Eric, amazing mate. Thank you so much for coming on and um and getting giving us a hunter, which isn't a move, but um it can be. <laughs> uh, and again, I'm I'm really I'm I'm actually surprised you didn't know he was Mexican because that I thought was a, a beautiful touch that you were coming on to do <laughs> the actual figure. <laughs> we'll get you to do spirit next, right? Yes. 
He's not. I know he's not Mexican, by the way. He's from New Mexico, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is uh, old Mexican. We've Close got here. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not get any closer to New Mexico, right? Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks eric mate thanks for coming on and thanks for doing that for us that's brilliant no problem hacks around the corner as well we'll put these uh awesome pictures of hunter on the show notes so you guys can have a look uh as we go through and, and take a look at this beautiful figure that eric has produced okay moving on boss fight studio are an independent design studio for toys and collectibles for more information on Boss Fight Studio, you can visit their Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash pages forward slash boss hyphen fight hyphen studio and their Twitter page at Boss Fight Studio. What we got in, let's go with Eddie. Tell us what you have got in, sir. Um, well, to, to, to be fair, um, I haven't really got anything in. Wow. A couple of small Lego sets, but that's about what? it. But, well, yeah. Okay. What? A wow. whole month has passed since we last spoke. <laughs> what do you mean you've it's, not got anything in? It's been about six days. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly, uh, I've, I've, I've got a... Uh, uh, a stormtrooper Nixon watch. Um, cool. A, a myriad of of Star Wars T-shirts and some some vintage clothing. That counts. Um, yeah. Well, no, no, not really. It's not. It's not. Um, but that's. Well, hang on. It. Is, is, is this your birthday not, stuff? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, that's not <clears> I haven't. I haven't. I, I haven't really got anything. Um, sort of really that toy related. Have you still not received my gift yet? No, but no. Oh, okay. Well, it should be there in the next. 10 or 15 days. Ho- ho- spot hopefully... theme here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got mine yet, Eddie? Uh, no, Dave. He didn't send anything. Sh- should be there within about 10 or 15 days. Is it? No, it's not. This... Don't don't hijack mine. I put a note in mine anyway, Dave, so there's no way. There's no way you can claim that it's yours. Okay, well... well I'm, 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 you, there, there is a small joke in there. You know, you might think it's from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, well, nothing for it. Well, not much for Eddie. But well, no, no, no. You know, I've I've had a, a sort of a month off. And but nothing let's face is... it, Eddie, you've had some pretty massive hauls in the last three, four, five, yeah, four shows. I think there's been some pretty big yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Pretty massive hauls. Yeah, some loads of huge hauls. Yeah, yeah. I've had some really massive hauls. Lashings and lashings. Lashings. Uh, yes, I, I've 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 drank from the the furry cups. <laughs> Many massive whores. So, well, we'll move on to Dave then, and Dave can tell us what he's got in. Yeah, I've I've actually got something to talk about for a change. So, so the the, the you've always been... got something to talk about, Dave. Just yeah. Just wonder is ready. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we, we've. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm going home. I am home. You I'm are going home. to bed. I'm going to. You are in Crawl bed. into bed and cry. Stop masturbating and continue talking I... about what you got in. <laughs> But um, no, like where where Eddie's where Eddie hasn't got anything in. I've actually got stuff in. Um, so Dave's got the most in this time. I think that's that's weird. Uh-huh. That is so weird. So where okay, I like the, force, the paradox show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where I really enjoyed the Force Awakens, and on the last episode, I did speak of getting the Empire Lenticular magazines, which 
I was very lucky, whereas the, like, the last few days I managed to get all six sort of different covers and, and that. I then get told that there was a further two covers that weren't at general retail. They were like subscriber-only covers. Nice. And I was like, oh, you bastards. And one of them is uh, 3PONR2, and then there was another one with just BB-8. Now, like a fool, uh, I, I will say this is not so much buyer's regret, but I saw these on, you know, I, I did like eBay searches. I found them. Yeah. Um, I play, put a bid in on one of each. I managed to win them. You've successfully described how to use eBay. I like that. Well done. <laughs> but Why? I didn't realize that they weren't lenticular. I thought they were part of that lenticular oh, series. Right. Yeah, yeah, I see. So they are just like printed covers, which are, are still cool nonetheless. And it, it's it's then completing that whole run. But I probably wouldn't have gone for them if, if they hadn't been uh lenticular um so where i haven't you know had the euphoria of purchasing things in a many a year uh and normally you kind of like sort of uh seasoned and, and know what you're doing in that i I just literally like oh yeah there it is great i'll put a bit in oh fantastic i won you know and then that yeah, was it yeah. realized that oh shit, i should have probably spent a little bit more than 20 seconds looking up stuff <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool i got them nonetheless but on on carrying on with that theme i really although the toys are hotly debated almost mass debated yeah <laughs> uh irrespective of what you think about the toys and their articulation and things like that i do think the packaging design on these is is excellent and i really do feel that this is uh, some of the best packaging that has been done for uh, like Star Wars action figures for for quite some time, and I don't include. Uh, sorry, I do include the the vintage collection in that because whilst that was there the to like pull look. on the nostalgia strings, it wasn't anything new. It was just like you you know just purely pulling in on the nostalgia. Whereas this is actually thought about in terms of like, well, we need the branding of the masthead for um, Kylo Ren, you know, just as yeah you yeah add since Hasbro kind of sort of took taking this over in 95 you've got like an amazing bit of artwork you know and that's really what say, sells it for me you know it, it's not like it's, it's not still from the film yeah exactly yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's actually like work and effort has gone into this you've then got like the the the, the package it's uh, the figure itself clearly visible and then you've got like the little gizmo and the incentive there but i just really really liked it so i got a bunch of the single figures in the form of uh, mostly like either bad guys or like pilots because I I just love pilots and when I found out about the, the story Boys. behind yeah Alo Al Asti um, as as a pilot you know as a, as a sort of a tribute to um, Beastie Boys Hello Nasty uh, in Orabesh um, I was like oh yeah gotta do that and then the they've got another series called Armor Up figures which are effectively just the same basic figure but with like a sleeve that goes over the top of the figure to then give it like jungle camo or desert gear and stuff like that it's very simple you know it's not very innovative but again the packaging is and it makes it look so much more than the single figures uh you know it gives it that kind of deluxe feel and you get a much bigger picture as well so uh again i got a bunch of those um because they, they just look really nice and where normally i'm busting open toys to to play with i have purely bought these just on the artwork alone yeah do you know that the orbrish on his um 
on his get up is actually it, it, it translates to born to ill on LOSD. Yeah. How awesome yeah. is that? Just it's those really little, cool, those little touches are just oh, yeah, brilliant. I also am a, a patron of uh, Rancho Obi Wan, uh, which is a museum in Petaluma in California, which houses wow. the world's largest Star Wars collection. And you can go visit this. You can uh, make an appointment. I can do this now. To... Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You can go see Steve. <laughs> Steve-o. And Anne. And Anne uh, he, he, he will give you a tour of it. Um, but it is a not-for-profit museum. And so they rely on... You. Subscribers to help... <laughs> Uh, you know, with the upkeep of the museum, the, the the money that is sent is not for procuring more stuff. It's actually just for the maintenance and the upkeep of, yeah. of uh, the museum itself. So as, as a reward for that, um, you get like a little thank you letter and like a, 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 like a membership kit each year. And I got that through. I also got the Vitruvian hacks uh, that Chris and I, not Vitruvian hacks. The <laughs> Wow, I was going to say, what? You got them the, already? Marauder Task Force. Marauder Task Force. Yes, thank you. That were from the Valkyries. So these are the the new colours of those guys. Uh, and I got that as a package through from Chris, where we went halves oh, on on uh, getting those. And I know I'll, I'll be honest. I, I feel bad. I haven't really had a chance to sit and really play with them yet. Um, so I've 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 got that stored up. Um, so the, pic, the, 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 the picture's really nice because that is, about, you've done it. that is about as far as I've got. And then the other one is amazing. Um, I've I, I'd sort of spoken to this to the to the guys previously, but um, I'm in the process where I'm a big fan of um, D- toy. <laughs> <laughs> I was toy. thinking it. Toy toy trade <laughs> catalogs because they are an amazing snapshot of toy history, production design, oh, those graphics, branding. Uh, you know the, the the whole thing. You can like go through these things and you 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 get so much out of them. Oh. I'm working with someone who's actually recently just retired from Mattel, and they are just going through stuff you know that they've accumulated over the years. And before anybody gets their hopes up, this is not at a toy design level or anything like that we're just talking like literally like paperwork and that but they are sorting through all of like their trade catalogs and for the most part and it is kind of symptomatic of where they were working a lot of it is preschool and girls toy related so there's i mean there's like literally a bonkers amount of barbie stuff there but it is still really quite cool to to get this because it's from like the mid 80s all the way up to sort of like mid 2000s what I got here is shipment one of three. So this isn't all of the, the, the stuff that I'm getting from them. But it's great. You're just going going through this stuff. And even with, you know, not necessarily lines that you're interested in. There, there was stuff in there that I've I've never seen. There, there was a, uh, I forgot what it's called, but there was like a Wonder Woman cool. sort of DC-esque She-Ra line that made use of the she-ra toys that's cool yeah and i've never even heard of this and i was talking to eric uh aranya and uh, you know if, if the, the chico was rodriguez like, <laughs> yeah, i was talking to chico and yeah it, it was it was like a, it was a cancer it was a proposed line that never sort of went further from 
from like those concepts that's really uh, cool it's, it's just like oh my god you know because they, they're reusing bits just as he-man used bits of other mattel toy lines like uh big jim and and, and that uh in masters of the universe yeah. you know it was like a bastardized version of of other toy lines yeah. this was almost like a bastardized version of she-ra but a for, sized um, version yeah but but for wonder woman is and you know, just like going through it's like man that is just crazy so yeah i got quite a few cool bits in which is nice awesome man well done congratulations how about yourself chris i've i've got a few bits and pieces to talk about a couple of them are in the kind of uh, not going to be with me for a few months process but i have kind of bought them already so obviously we've got mondo tees who do these amazing teenage mutant ninja turtles kind of uh, almost 12 inch you know kind of scale figures i got i picked up the exclusive raphael one off their website the other day so again i was uh, thanks to andrew franks actually big shout out to andrew who sent me a message to remind me that mondo were putting that up for pre-order on the day so i was kind of like okay good so i started to refresh the website about every 14 seconds and thankfully managed to get hold of an exclusive i was really happy leonardo is the only one i haven't been able to get as an exclusive which is a bit of a bummer but i'm going to try and get him on the secondary market so fingers crossed on that one i know no one really gives a um (laughs) the other thing i've managed to to kind of sub in for is this matty collector third earth subscription for these new thundercats kind of in the masters of the universe classics kind of style leonardo leonardo liono jackalman panthro pumira and mumra um they look awesome this wave i'm really looking forward to these figures pumira especially because i was I, i really liked that figure as a kid uh, I know, weird, because she's like a, just yep. a random female figure. But I, I think I fancied her. I think that's what it was. I think I just it was at that point in my life, twenty five, and I um, just wanted to stick my knob in her. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to her. I thought her design was really amazing. Her look was great. Uh, the color deco, you know, everything about her, I really enjoyed. Her, wet, her like her accessories that she came with, like a catapult. Just, uh, I really liked her as a figure in the original line. Panthro looks really slick, very animated, uh, you know, as in in very kind of animated style. Jackalman, I think, is probably the standout figure from that bunch. The the kind of texture and detail and 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 the like the the gear that he's wearing, he looks incredible. Uh, and then obviously you've got Lion-O, of, of you know, OBS. On top of that, I managed to get hold of um, Masterpiece Ironhide from uh, Nicholas Wells and Mass Wells at indemandboysgaysbumholesandholes.com. Um, I don't think that's the name of it. Indemand Toys. And so thanks Big to those guys. Big Nick. shout out. They don't really get much of a shout out ever. And um, and also a, a couple of other things. The I I. I put in a what's the word a pledge for justin and jim's joy of gi joe book which we talked about in the news section um earlier on so i've actually it's actually gone ahead and and pledged for that because i really want to see that as a book so i'm kind of counting that as a what i spent money on rather than what i got in and just a few what 24 hours ago i was in big bear in california which is not a name, a nickname for my boyfriend in the States, Eddie, before you say anything. I'm not uh, saying nothing. <laughs> and while I was there, I popped into an awesome toy shop called Typhon Toys and Collectibles. Now, I went in there 
um, probably a good year and a bit ago now. Um, they were in a different location in the same town, and I it was a cool, really cool shop, but only a very small shop. Probably, probably actually, Dave, about about this a little bit smaller than your shop. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't the size of say in demand. <laughs> I'm joking, um, but it was. So um, it wasn't one of the bigger retailers. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> and um, it was a really nice setup, and he had loads of stuff on display around the like the outside, like um, around the outside, around the outside. Um, mainly hot toys, sideshow, that kind of stuff. And I did pick up while I was there a Storm Shadow digital camo. Um, sideshow and Destro sideshow but that was a, a, a while back so we go back to Big Bear and I go around the corner to where I think the shop's going to be and it's not there and I'm like oh that's a shame but I've probably saved myself money thinking about it like I probably would have just spent loads of money in there go for a little wander around the town and lo and behold he's gone into a new shop him and his wife and child and they have create like made this huge shop and it's brilliant it's got loads of like display cabinets around loads of stuff hanging from the ceilings i mean like toys not like humans um they've got things like um he's got all of his like hot toys stuff on display all of his sideshow stuff it's it's incredible and i just happened to notice that he had a major blood orange uh sideshow figure and a zartan sideshow exclusive with the duke head and i was just like yes i need both of those please so i picked those two bad boys up and Oh yeah, they're just unbelievable. I'll again, I'll put some pictures up on the show notes. I love them to death. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my haul, I suppose. Not not much of actual real product, uh, mostly kind of subscriptions and stuff. But I'm kind of counting them because I actually spent money on it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So that shifts us into shout outs. Nick and Mass at ID Toys probably need a shout out, right? Uh, Boss Fight Studio. <laughs> Boss Fight yeah, Studio, uh, Chico Rodriguez for coming on the show and doing the the, <laughs> the build for us, the Boss Fight guys. Uh, What's on Joe Mind, of course. Justin Bell for posting our episodes on uh, Generals Joe's and actually giving us a listenership. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I also want a big shout out to Ed Yimmery and Jay Taylor and his wife Christina Taylor. I was hanging out with them in Vegas a few nights ago. Um, lots of fun catching up with those guys. Jay, who I met in, uh, we both we've both met Dave, but he's the guy called Jata online because yeah, he's yeah, always yeah. moaning about stuff. I'm just kidding, Jay. I'm not. And um, uh, he loves the fact that I call him Jater. Uh, it was really nice to actually kind of chat to him properly for a bit and have a good a, a good chin wag. And he's also hoping, hopefully, passing my um, CV and stuff on to a guy that works at um, Skywalker Ranch. So nice. fingers crossed, fingers crossed, something cool could come of that. But I won't hold my breath. Uh, also, Rob Osborne for letting us know that he got his competition goodies safely. Um, yes. Congrats to Rob for that. So In Demand Toys and all the cool stuff combined for a pretty awesome haul that consisted of a Toys R Us exclusive 50th Anniversary Vehicle 2-pack, Faux Striker and Cobra Basilisk, a 50th Anniversary Blowtorch Heat Viper 2-pack, Snowjob Arctic Bat 2-pack, a Loyal Subject Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, Dave's favourite, 2-pack, and a G.I. Joe Lunchbox, my favourite. Thanks to everyone that sent us their answers to the questions and look out for another cool competition in future episodes when Dave can afford it. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I would like to thank um, uh, someone called Mark Jackson and, and Sue P for uh, assisting me in spending £54.40 <laughs> on socks. Three, three pairs of socks. Uh, so, thank you. 
Thank you kindly. I, I, I also would like to... Th- th- this one probably is meaningless, but I would personally also like to I'd... thank um, Sam- Samuel Murdoch. I'm sorry the shows are too long. Um, <laughs> you've probably not got this far. Um, you probably gave up about... You know, two hours ago, I'm I'm really yes. sorry, man. Yeah. Um, uh, what 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 is what is very sad about it all is that um, unfortunately the free entertainment that's too long is actually too long. It, it, it is. It is. The, I mean, the, eff- the effort yeah. is put into actually sitting the, down and doing this, and for Chris to write it and edit it, it for free, it, it's it, too long. It's, just it's too not long. a case of. The glass is half empty or half full. It's just a case of no, too the long. Gla- the glass is actually broken. <laughs> the glass is too the, the glass long. Too long so. the, glass the glass is too um, long, yeah. on, on a similar subject, uh, J. Charles Hazelwood, um, for the well, choice everyone of loves name. Everyone loves a bullet. Everyone, everyone loves a bullet. <laughs> the, the choice of name that we have for the show. Um, again, I'm really sorry. You know, uh, not much we what can do it? about it. What, what was uh, it we were going to call it? The Dark Horse. No, is it? Was it? <laughs> something <laughs> like that um, but um, uh, oh, I'd also goodness. like to give a shout out to Steve Dawson because I don't know if we've sh- shouted him out yet um, oh. you swordfish is a pile of <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, uh, everyone who's got half a noodle knows that the sea lion is the best I'm now back on form Steve you got away lightly at the last episode because I didn't feel well you know I, I let you take those shots and they were cheap shots come on you're you're coming back on the show and you're you're getting a, a, a drubbing I also would like to give a shout out to uh, Nick and Mass at Toys and Games ID Boys and Girls um, because <laughs> Boys and Girls that's brilliant <laughs> I don't think we, I don't think we've 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 <laughs> said enough this girls. episode. Um, I've, I've, I've had some girls. children and I've demanded them in my boys. <laughs> um, also, um, a, a, a shout out to the guys on What's on Joe Mind. So that's Gary Godso eighty, uh, Mike Irizarry eighty, um, Justin Bell eighty, and. Uh, <laughs> And Bernard eighty, <laughs> Bernard and Brian eighty, Bernard and Brian. Um, it was it was great to have you on the show, oh, uh, both of you. And um, yeah, welcome to to the What's on Joe Mind uh, team. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, e- 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 everyone. And you know, God bless and God. God, God bless America. God bless America, man. That uh, brings us to the end of another great show. Uh, don't cut me off. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed it. Thanks don't to my thanks off. to my co-hosts Dave Tree eighty and Eddie Inman eighty, to Justin Bell eighty for giving us the news, Chico Rodriguez for his hunter build, and to you the sorry Eric Aranya for his hunter build, oh, Chico. and to you the people, and to you the people that are forced to download our show, even though you hope it's a What's on Joe Mind episode, <laughs> full force. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I think we got loads, loads of hits in there, didn't we? We got, we got loads of hits in that one. Oh, incidentally, as well, to everyone that's listening, this is the last in the series two uh, of episodes. Yes, we'll be doing one. We'll be doing one final um, special episode to finish off series two and then we move into series three it's only it's th- no one, it doesn't really make any difference to anybody other than me 
and sorting out, <laughs> organising how the episodes run. On a cliffhanger, then. Oh, in that you case, have... um, I I have a child, <laughs> and it's yours, Dave. One of us has to get hey. dumped by UFO. One of us has to die, and the other one just dreams about it all. It was all the dream. It was all. Doodly, 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 doodly. So which one of us is going to die then? Well. <laughs> Probably me. I'm the one. I'm the one in Guntown at the moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you're a big target as well. Massive in fact, target. you should have been careful up at Big Bear. They might have mistaken you as like Bigfoot or something like that, know, walking through the woods. Did you... I, I think that's what I think that's what North Korea is aiming at. <laughs> my 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 hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, this 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 time stamps this recording perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? <laughs> Bye, Chris. Die! Die, Chris. Die, die, Chris. Die, Chris. Die, Chris. Da 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 da. Die, Chris. Da 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 da. Goodbye and thank you for listening to The Full Force.